welcome, Super House listeners. This is episode 64. Like in 64, but not as cool. Yeah, I, I never liked the 64 controller, so. That's decent. I like the C buttons. Couldn't get anyway, down. We, got, yeah, we have senior, cool first. senior Godzilla correspondent, Jonathan, calling in again. Thank you for showing up again, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. Thanks fucking, for having me back. Fucking awesome. Um, so... Uh, Jonathan's going to talk about Kong a little bit later on in the episode, but he's going to join us in all the other discussion that's going to happen, which is uh, we're going to get the Ghost in the Shell. We have a topic of discussion, which is uh, we're going to kind of cogitate upon the end of the superhero movie boom that's going on right now and has been for a few years. Stefan and I are going to do a little quick thing about Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 1, and then we'll finally get to you, Jonathan. Sorry, we wanted to put all the like latest stuff in the front, if you don't mind, but... I'm glad you. I'm glad you. You could make it anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, and Jonathan, you haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, correct? The new one. I've seen the MA, but not the the live action adaptation. No. Okay, we can't spoil it a whole lot. So, uh, any that I'm assuming there are differences. There are yeah, for I'm sure. I'm assuming there are differences. They take some liberties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they they do. Maddie, Maddie, go ahead. You're already headed headed that way. All right, I saw it. I thought it was okay. Um, I wish they would have taken more liberties, I think. I mean, I could say right. that and then see that movie and then hate it. But I felt like I just watched the anime, and I just watched it recently, and they do do some story differences, but I think it's more to clear up than anything else. Um, saying that, I, I thought it like looked cool, it looked pretty. I, did, I don't know. I, I'm getting to the point where I think I don't like movies anymore. <laughs> Do you think in terms of like, you know, the anime, that it was in terms of like, especially some animes, they, they go, they go vague. They, they make it vague and they make things, they kind of question things, but don't like pay them off. And maybe, do you think this one, like in terms of taking liberties, maybe tried to put the story more on a straightforward path so the general audience could like understand it? Because I know oh. a lot of animes are out there in terms of their stories and not a lot of people can understand them. Um, yeah, or their I meaning that, necessarily. I mean, I think it was pretty understandable, like watching it. My dad, I had, I told him that I saw it. And he was like, "What the hell is that movie about?" Yeah. So going to it, not making very much money, opening weekend, that kind of thing. It's like I don't think I, the trailer didn't really tell you anything. It was just like, "Here's this movie with Scarlett Johansson, it's sci-fi. It's called Ghost in the Shell." Right. You know. Um, yeah. So I like. I don't know, man. I just like. I wish there was something different. I feel like all the visuals I've seen before, I didn't feel like it was that cra that crazy looking. I mean, it was shot really well. The acting's really good. It's like uh, beat Takashi just like using a old Western pistol <laughs> like against some robot guys. And I was like, <laughs> holy fuck, I want to watch that movie, you know? <laughs> um, just because like the big scenes you're waiting for, they showed you in the trailer because they wanted to sell the anime fans on going to see it. So like, oh, look, shot for shot. They did this in the anime. We can do it, too. And it was like, I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just felt like every big moment, they were supposed to be like, yeah, man, awesome. You know, like the little kid you gets all excited, and you're like, yeah, I can't wait. Action, action. Just like, I was like, I've seen it. I just yeah. watched it. And I, I felt like, you know, I just, um, the spider tank thing, I thought was like, didn't look as cool as it did in the anime. I thought it was pretty clunky looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I didn't think that scene played very well. Like, 
I almost wish they would have done something different with the spider tank or made some different kind of like robot thing that that company was developing. I mean, like you're taking a property that you're kind of Americanizing it. So like, you know, do something different with it, man. Show me something different. Like I'm down for a remake if it gives me something different. You know, yeah. uh, right now I have on the Evil Dead remake that people are like, no, you don't need to touch Evil Dead. Well, that movie's fucking genius because they didn't. They tried to make a serious Evil Dead movie. Fucking great, you know? Uh, yeah. The Thing the thing remake slash prequel, I loved it. CG heavy, and that's the worst part of that movie. But <laughs> they show me what happened at the Norwegian camp. Every You've wanted to know that since you saw the original Kurt Russell, The Thing, you know? Like... This yeah. is like you need to do some of these things and like yeah it can be reminiscent of like things I've seen. I just I just straight adaptions, man. It's like I don't know. I a friend of mine was like he was talking about it and he's like, "You know, it's kind of like I was like it's like Watchmen almost. It's like they took the movie and they watched the movie and then they went make it live action. Just kind of like when you read Watchmen and then you watch Watchmen, you're like that's pretty much the same like that's what he did. You know? Like it's yeah. like like each panel is like filmed and then Watchmen people either love it or hate it. And I think that's the way it goes and the shell's going to go down. Um, I don't. Anyway, to build this movie to like a general audience goer, like for people who watch any kind of anime or into any of that, like, yeah, you've got their money. For better, if they hate it because it's like, you know, they whitewashed it or whatever, you know, you still you're getting their money, you know, because they have to see it. But I don't know. I was just kind of like. It was all right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't, like, I just, I don't know. I'm glad. I don't know if I'm even glad it happened <laughs> or if like, Oh my God. No, I, I just, I feel like if I'm going to see a movie that's based off something I've already seen, I kind of want something different. Now, if I read a novel, I want to see it like as close to the novel because like I have my own, like the way <laughs> I perceive it, you know? So. Right. I would like to see that not like someone else's interpretation. That's why I like American Gods. I can't wait to watch American Gods. It's one of my favorite novels. Can't wait to see that shit. It's just someone else. Like, what what do they think Shadow looks like or Mr. Wednesday? Like, I'm, but it's just I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> and it's the same way I felt about Watchmen. I was just like, oh, it's all right. It's good. I kind of just want to read the comic instead, you know. Like, <laughs> I will obviously choose to watch the Ghost in the Shell anime over the Scarlett Johansson one, you know. Unless it's just like six years from now, I'm like, maybe I'll rewatch that. Maybe I'll enjoy it more now. But my, that right. was my initial view on it. I, there's this girl sitting beside me, and I was like, I was just like, I don't think I liked it. And I turned to her, I was like, did you like that? And she was like, yeah, I thought it was okay. About the whitewashing <laughs> thing and like all that. And But I don't know, man. All right, Andrew, go. I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the whitewashing first and then get to the actual movie part. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I, I live in Japan for three years. I've had, I've kept in contact with Japanese people for a large part of my life at this point, but this movie has kind of allowed me to, I guess you could say check my privilege in a way. Um, I did have conversations on Facebook that helped me to, I mean, I, I think that they probably think I didn't learn anything from these conversations, but I did. And um, I can see more from that perspective now. And not that I was like terrible before, but, you know, it's I just I didn't want this whole whitewashing controversy to get in the way of my movie going experience, because 
not that I'm not endorsing this, what I'm about to say, but it's just not, it's not, it's just something that I expected. You can expect this from Hollywood and yeah, maybe we shouldn't yeah. expect, we probably shouldn't be expecting this, but it just really wasn't a surprise. So it's just kind of like, let's, let's move on and see how the movie actually is. That was what I was going into it. And I didn't want to just not see this movie based on this whitewashing controversy. I, I do think that it would have been better if there was a Japanese actress that was cast. And the point I was trying to make was, even though I do think that would have been a better choice, it's not going to get in the way of me buying that ticket. Okay. And maybe it's a privileged thing. I don't know. That's another conversation, but, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just how it goes. And there's, there's even like Japanese, I've, I've talked with a lot of Japanese people about this. <laughs> Some of them, it, it's, it's mixed as you would imagine. Some of them don't give a shit. Like they're like, I like Scarlett Johansson. She's cool. Others are like, yeah, I kind of wish it was a Japanese actress. But also, when when they say that, they're 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 not referring. For the most part, I could say I would say, they're referring to a Japanese Japanese actress that can speak English. I guess they're not referring to a Japanese American. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part, maybe I mean I guess they would they would like that more than a white person. But um, anyway, it's just an interesting thing to note there, and uh, and part of the Facebook post that I made was to kind of show that just like the British and the French, they have this, uh, they've had a long history of fighting each other. Right. So they, there's, there is a lot of, um, you could call it racism. Even though they're, you know, they're both Asian countries. Uh, it's basically racism, <laughs> especially with, you know, right wing old people in both countries. So there, I was trying to, I was just trying to th- say that something similar to what Chappelle said in one of his stand-up, uh, stand-up things that he did one time, where Asians seem to be the most racist against other Asians. Whereas, I was just trying to say that maybe they care about Scarlett Johansson, but they would care even more if it was a famous Korean actor, which is, I think, kind of interesting. And I don't think a lot of Americans think in that way. There's there's this the, uh, other like kind of anecdote about the British and the French during the 80s I think, maybe the 70s during the Cold War, some sort of anecdote about the somebody in the in the British military was was said to a superior off, officer, aren't we at war with uh, with Russia? It's a Cold War, and then the the superior officer says to the to the subordinate, no no my dear boy, we're not we're not at war with the Russians. We're at war with the French. We've always been at war with the French. <laughs> it's just this long, uh, and you know that's probably uh, a very right. That's a like a that's a right wing antidote, I guess. But that's, that's I'm just saying that to give insight into cultures with a super fucking long history of killing each other. You know, that's how you look at each other. And I'm not saying that that's that's the way that they should be looking at each other, but. Historically, that seems to be what has happened so far. Uh, that being said, hopefully I can get out of the way of that so I can get to the actual movie now. <laughs> um, I liked it overall. I was surprised. So what they did was, as far as I can tell, they the original Ghost in the Shell is very cerebral. It's more about asking questions, sci-fi questions. As robots become more human, what is human? It's very similar. It's ripping off what Blade Runner did. I agree with that. I mean, Ghost in the Shell is Japanese Blade Runner, basically, with the female protagonist. Um, yeah. 
So it's, it's, it's not just Blade Runner because it's in a futuristic city. It's, it's Blade Runner because it's asking the same fucking question. As robots get more human-like, what the fuck is human? Do we treat them like human? Do they have a soul? What is a soul? If they have a soul, what the fuck do we have? You know, that's kind of what the questions that it's asking. It's the human condition as it, as it corresponds to this new technology. That's what sci-fi does. Um, so, uh, I kind of lost my spot here. So anyway, <laughs> I, what, okay, so what they did was they kind of, they dumbed it down, but it wasn't so bad. I, they, they didn't make the movie ask all the questions that the anime did. What they did was focus more on the internal struggle, struggle between uh, she's trying to find out who the fuck she is right. and what her, her, her life before she was an android. Which is cool, I think, and I'm, I'm I actually like that arc. I like that she, spoilers here, but she she finds out who she is, and I think that was like a very, um, you know, that made sense to me. That was a very very smart character arc to put in this story, and it might have been in the show, but I don't think it was so much in the movie. Uh, so yeah, so they they change out this cerebral part of it for a more kind of like. Maybe you could say stereotypical, kind of overdone, but more heartwarming thing to uh, to tackle with this movie. So I liked that, and um, Scarlett Johansson was great. I it, Bateau was probably the best part of this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I like the visuals a lot. Uh, it did feel like an anime. I pretty much agree with with Joey on this one, and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish it wasn't so marred in controversy, but at the same time, I can see that I can understand why it is. Um, the only, like the only thing I could say is uh, the spider tank, which are called the Tachikoma. The Tachikoma was. Uh, I wish that was like the like the anime, but they made it like this more realistic uh, industrial metallic thing. But that ta- the Tachikoma is so fucking, uh, you know, it's it's like everybody knows it if they know Ghost in the Shell at this point. It's so it's a, such a cool design, and yeah. they just maybe it would have looked ca- too cartoony. Maybe put some more like dust and grime and oil on it or something. But you know, it just fucking you're making the Ghost in the Shell movie, man. Fucking do it all the way. At least with that. I mean, all the, robot, all the robot stuff, and it looked great. Like the, yeah. uh, the geisha girls and whatever. That was They looked awesome. great. I was just like, I was like, why did they just, I mean, I get it. I guess it's like a military application, so it needs to be like all terrain and like look like the environment it has to like work in, I guess. But there's no real setup for it to even like look like, you know, there's no talk of like any kind of war going on, really. Uh, yeah, you, they don't really so. explain a whole lot, but that dude, uh, I forget his name, Cutter. He seems to be like it's just private military contractors. Yeah, that's like Robocop. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much, uh, there's not much explanation going on there. Which I don't know. Like Maddie, you're always saying you don't really need a whole lot, and I've already seen the anime, so I sort of know what's going on. But yeah, they don't really spend too much time with that. Uh, I like the yeah, um, I, just, I, I liked our creator uh, scientist uh, character. Um, oh yeah. That, that other dude, Togusa, all I could think was, all my money in one big pot. 
He's the he's the fucking guy from Dark Knight. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. The accountant dude. I always do yeah. that quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One big, big pot. One big pot. I'm good at calculation. That's the only but, fucking thing I could think about when I'm fucking watching this movie. I was like, oh, this guy is in it, dude. That guy usually makes me cringe for some reason. I don't know why. No offense to him. But when he's on screen, I'm usually like, ah, oh, that guy. But in this case and casting this character, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. As the fucking mullet dude from Ghost of the Shell. I'm like, yeah, he works this way. I wish there was a little bit more of him because of that, though. Anyway. Oh, I'm, Stefan, I'm going to let you go. But I'm just like, my last thing is I, I wish oh, yeah. Bateau had more to do. Yeah. And I wish, dude, fucking that dude, what's his name? Michael Pitt, the guy that played Puppet yeah. Master or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He was fucking great. Yeah. He is always yeah. great. I he was, I was unbelievable. I thought, I, I wish, like at the end, again, spoilers, <clears throat> but he just has his like head like kind of trapped and she saves him, but it's like there's, it just seems like his story with her just kind of goes nowhere ultimately. He helps I, lead her to figure out who she is, but still something feels a bit missing, you know? Yeah. I wish there would have been, that's what I'm talking about with like the ending to kind of do something a little different with like how that final battle goes down. It's like that would have been so cool to see Michael Pitt like do something against that thing to help her out or just like a little bit more of an action scene. Like do something cool we haven't seen in that Ghost in the Shell movie, you know? Like yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think any would have been upset as long as she like rips the thing out of it. Like you could have done anything else before that, you know? But right. it's like, oh, bomb into the building. Guy crawls away. She's trying to say, I was just like, I don't know. Like I know he wants to get into like the neural net or whatever the fuck. He were wherever he wants to go and. I get it, but it's like you couldn't have done one thing to make it easier on Scarlett Johansson's character to like take out this fucking spider robot. I don't know. I just, I just needed. I don't know. I just, I wanted more. I think, I, I, like honestly, I just, I wanted to see something I hadn't seen before. I feel like that's why we go to movies, is to watch stuff we haven't seen. And I just felt like I saw. I've already seen this, you know. I yeah. I I, I agree. Bug me. I, I I'm okay with a with a decent cover, and I do think this was a decent cover, but. Yeah, it would have been cool to just see these characters kind of kind of do more. Uh, I mean, I know she's the main character, but shit, man, you know, you just you want Bateau to do a little bit more cool shit, and and especially for me, Bateau did more cool shit than was he even called Puppet Master in this one? I forget, but he's supposed that guy supposedly he had a, like an Asian sounding name, Japanese sounding name, Kuze, 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 yeah, yeah, Kuze, that's correct. Uh, I mean, in the anime, in the movie, anyway. Yeah, they they kind of like I don't know if you call it completing the arc, but let's just go with that for now. They complete the arc where robots are trying to become human, but this has gotten to the point where this guy's gone so far. He's trying to become he's a he's human that's went robot and he's going back to human again, I guess. And that's why he he has that long hey. spiel about I want to have offspring and then I want to die because he's not he kind of like not allowed to oh, die yeah. if he's always living in the neural net. So yeah. he's allowing himself to die, and that's part of the whole, uh, which I didn't understand when I was a kid, but that's that's more of like, that's just more of this anime kind of just throwing fucking high-end concepts at you to see what you yeah. see what you think about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm done. Go ahead, Stefan. Oh, cool. Um, well, I, my American brain, thinking with my American brain here, uh, I really loved it, and I loved it for a lot of reasons. Um but I also have like obviously there's some criticisms, well not criticism, but gripes I got with a couple things, and mostly that's just like I wish 
like I felt for me, this movie was as like an iron ball standing on top of a needle. I, I feel like it's just going to fall apart any second. <laughs> but by the end of it, I was happy to find that it never moved. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, this movie, like it plays it so, so safe. <laughs> I, I was, I was like happy with that. I was like, okay, good. The, like the, the thing never toppled over. You know what I mean? It didn't, there's, there was never any part in the movie where I was taken out of it. Um, I just like Scarlett Johansson. I just love her so much. Um, like even that though she was playing this like kind of stiff performed character or kind of trying to find the humanity and the robot there. Like there were at times it was just like, she was just kind of a prop. And then other times she was really evoking some emotion. Um, but I just love her anyway. So I'm just like, fuck it. She just, she spearheaded, you know, she helped to spearhead this ghost in the shell movie. Like I'm into that. And uh, I felt like I liked, I've, I wish there was more team action the way there is on standalone complex. Um, um, not so much centered on major and what she's doing, you know, that could have kind of like fast paced cutting of different jobs being done. More of that would have been cool. Um, what else? Uh, I, and I, yeah, I just, I loved it because like, I really love it for what it is. Like, it's really not perfect for an adaptation. It's like on par with like, Mortal Kombat to me, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of I'd say it's a better movie than Mortal Kombat, but you know like the same the this new americanized skin that's been stretched over it, like I'm okay with it. <laughs> um what else? Um yeah, there wasn't any there wasn't too much I disliked, you know, and there wasn't too much that I cringed at. I I didn't I didn't even know Michael Pitt was in this and I was like really happy to see him there because that was like probably even though she was strung up that was probably the most captivating scene and he just really did an amazing job having I, 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 just to cut, sorry to no, cut but, you off for no, a second but michael pitt could play the crow bro he looks like an oh incredible God, he's the fucking crow bro yeah that would be tight go ahead sorry <laughs> Um, you know, and it's funny you bring up the crow because i kind of this movie felt like kind of like that to me like low budget uh, well, I guess it wasn't that low budget. It was like 110 million or something. <laughs> Sadly <laughs> but, enough, no, I don't know. It felt, you know, it was like a lot of people's gripes are like it was too much, like this, like eye candy, or you know, a lot of the criticisms I've seen of it. If it isn't the controversy about it, it's like really nitpicky things about like anime, like her hair was just a little too long on the ends or whatever. Like, <laughs> it gets ridiculous. <laughs> but nowhere did I find like the one big gripe I think that a lot of people are having is that it feels kind of soulless. Um, people feel like, you know, uh, like if I, I read, I don't think I agree with that. Well, I don't either. Uh, Maddie was saying something about how he didn't really feel anything. And then I read another article. Somebody's like, you know, like, felt I didn't really feel much. Um, there were moments where I really felt some stuff and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, like that works. And then I wish I could had it right in front of me. I, I really enjoyed like every second of it, to be honest, just that's fucking awesome. it, it seemed, it seemed like there was a fair amount of it that I could inject my imagination into a bit. Like they didn't treat me like I was dumb for one, as far as I can remember, it didn't, I didn't seem dumb and just the visuals, man. Like I loved, you know, cause I really loved the trailer and I like, you know, I just wanted to hang on to so much of it and I love ghost in the shell, but I really wasn't expecting it to be like, as trippy as the anime is, you know, I really didn't expect it to be that heady because they're trying to sell this movie. And like, if they're lucky, they'll be able to make a sequel and then maybe those will grow differently. And I don't know what they would do, but mm -hmm. that could be kind of cool. You know, I like how they, it's like, you know, it's just, it's, it sucks this day and age. Yeah. That it's gotta be like an Asian character that's swapped out, but 
it's it'd be different if it's a historical event you know what i mean it's just a comic book property like get over it a little that's, bit i want I, if since you're on that i'd like since yeah. you, you're the only non-white dude here currently that's calling in so yeah. can you please tell us your thoughts on the whitewashing controversy as far as from a from a latino american yeah. standpoint I feel, yeah i feel like i feel like most since most like Latino kids don't have a lot of like Latino heroes and stuff like that, you you're able to inject yourself into that other character's shoes, and predominantly they've been like white or whatever. If you got into anime, then they're like Japanese or something. But um, I feel like this whole big controversy I posted about it on Facebook too is like, you know, it's like yeah, it sucks this day and age that we can't pro that that it's not bankable to have like an Asian American actress play this character because that authenticity would have made it fantastic you know even as is it would have made it really really amazing um but i love scarlett johansson i like that she's a part of this and not only that that she's upheld a couple different characters from different science fiction and fantasy franchises um and it's like directed by the this stuff on the screen um <laughs> and and it just like it's like yeah it really sucks that we have to go that route but like it's money like money talks that's the world we live in and especially in hollywood it's like hollywood doesn't give a flying fuck about really what character or color a character is i i, I would think you know i think it just comes down to money but really, that, okay so so to play devil's at or i don't know I, yeah. i'm using you know the phrase is devil's advocate okay yeah that the, it's a systematic racism that would be the cause of that, yeah. though, right? Because well, you have okay, so you have a country that's sixty yeah. percent or more, seventy yeah. percent white, and people if people are naturally racist to some degree, yeah, white people want to, well, right, or, right, or, right. or if you if you mostly uh, 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 connect with p other people that are white, then Hollywood knows that they want to sell a movie right. that you're going to connect with totally. the most, then totally. they're going to just hire a fucking white actress. That is to say, I'm not saying that's right, but that seems to be the uh, right. The, it's, it's behind it's, a lot of yeah, this. Yeah, it's it's where the it's where the it's where the it's where the dollar is relating to the character. It's where the people's dollar is relating to that character. You know, and like, it's a gamble to like put your whatever whatever put your um. Well, to, it's a gamble nowadays. I'm just saying this as like kind of a fact to put forth like. American, it sounds so racist. Any like non-white actor outside of or whatever it is that they're doing. I'm sorry, I'm a little mincing words here. But um, but I'm not surprised by this at all, and I find it surprising that people are like, you know, like, what do you mean it's not going to be a Japanese character? It's going to be a white girl, and then people are like, oh, that's stupid bullshit. I can't support that. And I'm just like, fuck, man, support. The, the uh, support cyberpunk like like you know take yeah. that take that racism shit home with you and discuss it and like take it to bed with you or whatever but like pick and choose your battles the way you would you know in a, an intelligent way i guess like i feel like a lot of people had just shunned this movie just because of that and then go come to find out spoiler in the movie she she's like yeah she's like a white character that we're following whatever but they you know, I felt like it was a it was pretty cool that they paid homage to her actually having been Motoko Kusanagi prior to becoming but this android the, version. The thing is with that though, it's it's like that whole thing was probably written. This script probably existed two years ago. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they, they might have not seen all this whitewashing shit right. come up, and and then people talk about this. That's the facepalm yeah. moment of this movie. Yeah, and they, in their eyes, look, it probably was. It's racially charged, of sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
but they probably it's not like they're fucking part of the kkk yes it was part (laughs) it was probably racist to some degree but it's it's i don't think I don't know, man. It's so hard to talk about this as a white dude. It is. But here's the thing. Here, I'm saying like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> It's just so fucking hard. And, yeah, and that's where we are. And, and, and that's good. It's good that it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, to put how much can I say? In other shoes and all that. Um, in terms of like movies, I do. I think it sucks. I think it sucks that, you know, the, the, the uh, um, different raced characters can't be bankable. But it's it's yeah it's it's again I don't know. I the systematic racism yeah. necessitating stuff yeah uh, and and, and the need like, for a, a, an actress such as ScarJo yeah and I know? and I think arguments like or discussions like like these ones are also good like this is just where we are with our progress people like you know the the next anime property because of all the heat and because of the age of the internet like i, I guarantee you that evolution is not just going to happen overnight it's not going to happen once they've already filmed frames of the movie with their lead actor and be like oh it's scarlett right. johansson well change that shit it's like we're already fucking working on it like <laughs> you, know, you know what <laughs> i mean it's it's, it's like a, a, like know. this this could be white splaining here it's but I, it, it, it feels like we're pushing forward maybe this movie if it was successful it would have helped for you know, more of these to come along and get actual Asians in the role. Right, yeah. I don't know. Again, this look, yeah. I disclaimed it. It might be white splaining, but white you know, that's just some of the fucking shit I've been thinking. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, by the way, again, we have an open call in uh, going on today and we oh, seem to have that... a Korean listener. Nice. I, uh, I was wondering what was going on there. <laughs> Um, if you if, if feel free to to say something now. If not, I'm gonna have to let you go. Or or write in the comments. Yeah, write in the comments. But uh, looks like we got some Korean going on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like okay. I like the movie. I really enjoyed it. It's kicking off the summer movie season. It was like to me, it was like satisfyingly acceptable um, as a film. I, I, I do the same gripe with the tank. I think I have the same. I wish it was a little bit cooler looking, but whatever. By that point, I was just like glad that the whole thing wasn't a total mess. Um, you know, it kept things simple and it was cohesive throughout and had cool visuals. And I just really wanted to like it too. And it was just good enough for me to be like, yeah, I like it. (laughs) I'm talking with this Korean person now. Uh, Feel free to to talk. Uh, we've been texting a little bit back and forth. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. Nice. This is this is going to be kind of a crazy episode, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was meaning. I didn't mean like have people call in when I suggested that. I was like, just throw them in the comments, boom, and let people chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I already sent out the link, so we'll see how this goes. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, I mean, maybe they just want to live listen. We have some fan interaction now. This is awesome. If you want to live listen, that's okay. Here's the thing, guys. So we, we put it on our Facebook, but our Facebook connects to Twitter. I forgot about that. So um, uh, our, oh, cool. this link is now in the Twitterverse. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, are you calling in from Korea? Yes, I am from Korea. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Good English. Welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> how, how did you find us? I mean, uh, we were on Twitter, search, but... Search of Twitter. Just Twitter, okay. Yes. Is that you are... drawing right now? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's oh, what I was distracted awesome. by earlier. 
Um, I was like, what's going on about Ghost in the Shell? Do you know much about Ghost in the Shell, the Japanese anime? Um, Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> it's, it's, it's with uh, Scarlett Johansson. It just got made into new a movie. Uh, movie. Oh, I'll search it. <laughs> oh, okay. that, that, that's what we were discussing. Oh. What are you working on? Uh, just nothing, just doodling of something. Cool. Can we get your first name? Uh, my name is Gia. Gia? Yes. Okay. Hello, yeah. Because yeah. in the show. Oh. Nice to meet you. Ah, ah, I know it. Ah. Mm. What, what do you think about all that? That's what we were talking uh, about. Ah. Uh, actually, I can understand and listen uh, what you're, you guys talking, but I am not good at speaking English. Oh, okay, cool. no problem. <laughs> so you're learning English from us? Uh, yes. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Good enough. Cool. So, do you like, so, hopefully you can understand this. Do you like that Scarlett Johansson is playing a Japanese uh, character? No. 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 no, no, no. <laughs> okay, well, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> you wish it was a Japanese actress? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, the problem of whitewashing. Whitewashing, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, glad the, you called. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. It. We okay. can't figure it out. Ah, yes. Ah, but ah, ah, I wish I can speak English more better. Pretty pretty good so far, I think. Oh, thank you. Agreed. Where, where in Korea are you? Are you in Seoul or? Oh, oh yes, Seoul. Okay, it's it's funny. We have a friend that used to teach English in oh, in wow. in Seoul. Oh. Or near Seoul, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I live in near Seoul. Awesome. What movies? <laughs> what movies do you like? Hmm? What movies? kind of movies do you like? Uh animation okay yes like japanese animation korean animation oh yes i like the japanese animation and also disney and pixar okay. yes okay, okay. nice okay. is that an original character you're working on oh uh, no 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 just i made it okay so cool. to ex explain to the listener here she is we're, we're getting her like a screen share mm. i don't know i don't even know how this is working actually but we're seeing her <laughs> We're, I've never seen this before. We're seeing her do her uh, her, anim her anime character oh, oh, draw it live amazing. on screen. I didn't know Google Hangouts could do this, but it's happening. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> very nice, very nice work. <laughs> uh, me, me, and my friends do this every day. Okay. What what I draw and she draws. Good. Cool. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, it's great. All right. Um, well, we're going to um, keep on talking here. So, Jonathan, what do you think about all this so far? You know, you've heard our conversation and, and um, you're still going to see the movie or what? 
Yep. I'm still going to see it only because I want to see it. Um, I, I, kinda, I want that, you know, live action perspective. I want to see it. I'm just curious to see maybe yeah. the slight subtle differences or whatnot. And maybe the things that they had taken liberties on uh, in terms of the story, uh, how they chose to present it. I, I've, obviously it's going to take the same path, but like you said, they kind of do some things differently which yeah it's always interesting to see those i didn't realize you hadn't seen it yet i apologize for spoiling no it's okay no it's okay i mean i i came in uh you know knowing uh but you know i think it's very uh it's you run a fine line of uh making something totally that that was already done you know adapting it into live action making it totally different or making it completely the same and and doing like instances in between that like kind of having a gray line right it's 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 either you you take a lot of liberties and people you know don't like what you've done or you just say let's play it the safe route and let's go let's do uh let's pick moments that people love the most about this or that are the coolest moments and just keep them the same just update them and uh then you get people that are upset because they say it's too similar and that they should have taken more liberty. So it's like yeah. very fine line, especially with anime. Cause you know, you, you're looking at anime through, right. With, with uh, a Disney animated movie, you know, you could look at Aladdin and say, I could see that live action only because um, there's like, they're dealing with like real uh, human characters with the animes. They generally are branching out and doing a lot of stories and characters that, that are, are completely fictional. Like they're going into realms of uh, believability that only extend towards anime or only extend to anime. So like, it's hard to interpret that in some ways into a live action form. Um, but I, I still want to see it. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard the mixed reviews definitely. Um, I, I know the controversy behind it, I'm very well aware of. Um, my girlfriend has her, her opinions on it as well. What does she think about it? She's not happy about about <laughs> it, understandably so. I mean, I, I I can understand that that whole like the whole whitewashing thing, you know, regardless of whether they want to make the whole, you know, Hollywood wants to make the whole excuse that uh, it's not intentionally that way, and it's like you know, it, it's pretty much assumed that they're doing it because they're mar- they're trying they, they want to market it right out there because you got a big name like Scarlett Johansson and she's big right now and and whatnot uh I'd have to see the movie to make that judgment on my for myself because you know I, I I've heard it's like I'm not I'm not like the, the biggest Scarlett Johansson fan to be quite honest I'm not the biggest fan of her in terms of her acting so I mean, it kind of works for her for that role, I guess, because the character is very um, one note, very yeah. monotone. Uh, you know, she seems like she could play that pretty well. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I have to see it. I just I can't. I don't have like I can't really form an opinion because <laughs> I like to see it tangibly, like watch it, you know, have that experience before I say anything about it all right 
I did like mm -hmm. that we did get to see a female in a sci-fi action, like headlining, like there's no yes. other actor in it. Uh, and that's kind of like what Stefan was talking about, choosing battles and stuff. And, you know, I, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard, like Andrew has been saying, it's hard to comment on it, but I will say that I do, I saw it, you know, uh, I'm not like, I, I, after watching it, I realized I probably am not the biggest fan of like Ghost in the Shells, like other anime shows that I enjoy watching. So that might've been a little bit like where I watched and I was kind of like, oh, all right. Um, but I did like, it's nice to see that they did do, um, uh, <laughs> that it's a female starring thing and you don't really get a lot of summer blockbusters like that. Like we got this one and then, and then Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So just two female lead, huge action summer blockbuster movies. Most of them, all of them are going to star men, you know, white men <laughs> yeah. or just, you know, so it's it's nice to see it from that perspective because I don't see a lot of those kind of films or it's usually like if you do it's like there's a guy there to help her throughout it. So it's nice that she is like like super strong, super powerful, and you know throughout the movie like throughout it she is like saving the day or you know solving the mystery you know. So from that standpoint, I did enjoy that part of it because a lot of people like uh, you don't get to see that all the time. That's why I'm super excited to see Wonder Woman. It's like. It's about fucking time, guys. You know, like <laughs> so. that's what I was saying about progress. I just I wanted, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's it, seeing a a female lead. You know, I'm I'm just I I'm very surprised that we haven't gotten to this point sooner. I mean, it's funny because you don't think about it until it's it's brought up, really. But like, mm -hmm. think about the movies that there've been out there with a female lead, and there aren't a lot. And it, it's kind of like it makes you think, like, wow, that's. Yeah, unless they're like a romantic comedy or something right yeah it's like in, an, in a in a full-on not dependent on anyone else but themselves to uh to win the day or like it's all on them you know Hana's one of my favorite movies <laughs> what Hana is was, yeah yeah that, Hana, that was that yeah um, oh yeah 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 that was good that came, out, that, was yeah. years, that came out like three three years ago yeah three, four years ago that movie's rules Apparently they're going to try to make a television show about it. And I was like, all right, Shit. cool. Oh I'll, boy. Uh, I'll check in for that first episode anyway, just cause I like that. Movie. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's just, an NBC, you can count on it for like three episodes and then it'll get canceled. Yep. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I just, from like that standpoint, it I think, I think it's like, uh, even if it is, it, it is whitewashed and that's wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be past this point in like 2017. Come on y'all. It's right. the future, motherfucker. Come on. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> we're still uh, human. So, yeah. So it's I, I, I have to like give it props for just like, you know, Scarlett Johansson putting herself up there. And someone was like, but she was in Lucy. I'm like, I get it. I enjoyed Lucy. Right. But it's not it wasn't like a huge movie. You know, it's like it's not a property. <laughs> so it was its own thing, which is cool. I enjoyed watching Lucy. I enjoyed it for what it was. Cool sci fi right. film. I'm in. But like taking a property like Ghost in the Shell, putting it all on Scarlett Johansson's shoulders, I thought it was a bold step for the director and the producers of that film. Like, you know, they could have maybe picked any other Japanese property with a male star in it, and it probably would have done slightly better. You know, it's like why? It just I had to ask. I was like, why Ghost in the Shell? Like, I don't know. I just feel like you know Akira or something should be the first one. You know, but I well, Akira's been in and out of they 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 have been like very careful. With that one, I know Seems Jordan like, Peele. Yeah. They've attempted so many times. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. It's, with uh, Ghost in the Shell being a flop at the box office, man, it's not looking good. I mean, no, I, you know, it, it almost it, perfect 
like fit. It has to be like it can't. It has to just work. Like I, Ugh, it, yeah. It, I I I feel like the contra. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying I'm blaming this on anything. But I feel like definitely the controversy has had a huge part in this film in terms of not. I don't know about a success. I mean, I'd still have to see the movie to make my own judgment because I. It's tough for me to talk about it when I haven't seen it. But just from what I've gathered from majority of people, is that it's like yeah, it's cool, but and such. Yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. but such and such, and it always goes, it always reverts back to that uh, that controversial question, um, you know. And if that's oh the case, yeah, it's like it's like we can't we can't judge we can't ever get past that part. It's always the whitewashing part. But <clears throat> okay, yes, it has this bad part about it, but there's still a movie that was made, and I, I don't know. Do you guys it's hard, remember? It's, yeah, it's reading really hard articles. to comment on this. Uh, it was I read an article, and I forget. I, I I'm just paraphrasing basically. But um, they had had interviewed the, uh, I believe, the publisher. They had gotten the publisher's opinion on what they thought about this whole controversy, and they didn't. They on They didn't have a, like really have a problem with it. They said that they, of course, they probably got. You know, let's assume they got paid. They're not going to talk bad about getting paid for like their property being made into a film. But a lot of the general creators who originally like did this didn't really have a problem with this whole um, casting issue. Like they didn't see it as like a big deal, and or like they said something like that. We don't see this. We we didn't necessarily want her to be. It's interesting. There's there's a difference between Japanese Japanese people and Japanese Americans or Asian Americans, and this is it's been brought to my attention. And I was kind of thinking about this in the back of my head as well, but. Japanese people live in Japanese land and there's, they don't really have an issue if somebody takes, they don't, well, let's say let's maybe less of an issue than Asian Americans. As far as I can tell, again, this is just from hearsay on my part. I'm not Asian. So I'm just talking out my ass probably, but uh, <clears throat> Asian, Asian Americans live in white world, you know, and finally something comes out that has a character that has a name Kusanagi in it. It's like, well, right. you took that you took that away from us as well. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see I oh yeah, definitely I can, I can understand. Imagine, I can imagine where 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 the sentiment's coming from, but I think that sure. the emotions are actually stronger with on the Asian American side. I, I would tend to actually agree with you because you see a lot of the and that's not a bad thing, by the way. It's just an observation mm -hmm. that yeah, it it, it is it, you you look at a lot of articles that come out uh against or strongly opposing the issue of the of the characters casting it's it's largely coming out of the u.s i even saw this one video that they, this they, this guy went over to japan and interviewed numerous amounts of people and they just like jump cut it between interviews and a majority of people were like ah you know i don't we don't really that's the thing yeah there's there's a different that seems to be and again seeing the opera right. operative word seems to be right. that there's a difference between Japanese Amer Japanese opinion and Japanese American opinion. Yeah. I'll just say this about like artists too, like that have worked with a property for so long. Um, I remember like when Hellboy and Hellboy two was coming out, like Mike Magnolia was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad he's doing, it. he can do whatever he wants. And he had no say in what Del Toro did with Hellboy for like better or worse. You know, like there's some things in those movies. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like why? Like reading the Hellboy comics, I was just like, no, like, oh, why'd you do this, Del Toro? I don't need a yeah. fucking love story. 
Okay? And <laughs> Magnolia was just like, no, I love it. It's great. Do what you want. Because like he's lived like from that perspective is like he's lived with Hellboy. It's his creation. He knows the ins and outs. He's seen every story ever played out. So sometimes you kind of just want to hand a property over and just be like, do something new with it. Like, I don't even care. You yeah, know? I'm curious on your perspective, you know? So like, I want to see that perspective. Right. So, and I mean, I get that. I mean, if you've lived with something and you've made your money off of it and you're kind of, cause Magnolia at that point was done with Hellboy and like, he comes back to it every once in a while to write some stuff, but like he basically hands it off to other artists and other writers now because it's like a huge uh, dark horse property. So I'm just kind of like looking from an artist standpoint when like say an American director or writers take on a property like that, like, you know, maybe they're just interested to see what would happen and not really thinking about like whitewashing or anything like that. Just, yeah. Just right. kind of seeing like, Oh, what would you guys come up with? And right. Just kind of just the other side of that, because I remember a lot of people who were big Hellboy fans, not enjoying Hellboy one. I liked it. Um, I, I, but, I, I liked Hellboy. Yeah, and but I can also say that like when you read like some of the comics that that movie's based off, you're like, well, I might have done things a little differently, you know, and maybe <laughs> yeah. Magnolia might have had a little more to say to keep it kind of more grounded in his universe. But like, you know, you get someone like Otorio, you're getting a certain kind of movie. You've seen all of them. You kind of know what he's going to throw in there. So, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting because, I mean, people hold these properties so dear to them. Yeah. But you're not the person that created it. This person's been living with right. this forever. You know, like you just yeah. happened upon this and, you know, whatever year it came out, like either in comic form or film form. So that like you love it from that point on. But the creators have they were probably talking to their best friend in a basement about this when they were 12, 10, 12 years old, you know, like, what if yeah. we did this cool thing? Like, I just want to draw a monster with a big red hand and like, you know, <laughs> and you know, I don't know, like anytime I write anything or have an idea that I was like, Oh, that'd be a cool movie. I should write that as a script. It's like, I know the ins and outs of everyone in that town and every character, you know? So yeah. to just kind of give it to someone else to be like, please just do something with this. I can't, um, you know, and it's hard. Like, you know, it, I don't know that I was kind of like, I kind of look at like kind of American Americanizing things through that standpoint. Like I'm kind of interested to see like coming up next, we have death note. So that'll be another one to see how that's the thing too. Will, will, will this have the same controversy that that oh, movie's going to have? Because it already does. It does. Yeah, right. Yeah. It does. So, yeah. I was reading I mean, about it, it. To me, it's anything but, to me. It's kind of been more of an uproar actually, because it's one, number one, it's, it's Netflix. So people are like, yeah. Netflix, why are you doing this? Like, come on. Uh, I, don't, I, I guess people hold Netflix in higher regard just because of their, their most recent history. But um, I, to me personally, I don't like the lead actor. So that's yeah. what I'm upset about. Cause I he's, don't, a, he's a white dude, right? It's Nat Wolf. And like, I'm not Nat Wolf. And he was in like, well, show me your work, dude. Paper Towns. I mean, I'm sorry. I just wasn't, I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, I, I will say oh, like, that. Uh, yeah, I, right, I will say go. that anyone who plays light, I just need to hate him. Because I <laughs> yes. like, throughout that entire series, I was just like, don't care. I want L to do everything. I want L to be. By the way, I just want to throw this out there before we, if we get on more Death Note talk, I know this is not the episode, but um, I, I love, first of all, I love Death Note with, with a That's passion. Right. But I'm still like, I still have like the final like six episodes to finish of the series. Oh. I know, I'm like, that behind yeah me too i have a little bit I've, I've seen the first first like 10 or so but i still got a way to go it's, it's really freaking great and i you know yeah but. wait gia you still there gia yes 
Have you seen Death Note? Gia's making a masterpiece oh, over here. I can't, I'm watching. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. that also, there's, do you know Netflix? Uh, uh-huh. There's, there, yes, Netflix. There's a Netflix Death Note mm-hmm. live action. Um, and that's yeah. also got a white actor, but also a black actor as well. Yeah. Yes. 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 From Atlanta. yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about mm-hmm. this? Um, so I don't know about uh, Death Note, so cannot say anything. Okay. I also wanted to preface this by saying there are three to four live-action Japanese version mm, uh, of the film fi- of the film from the Japanese anime. Oh yes. So, sure. that's right. like, I get like people being upset that they whitewashed, that's but right. you know, and I understand that it's like an American scene, like they're bringing it over here to America, but it's mm. a little different than Ghost in the Shell because like Japan didn't make a Ghost in the Shell movie yes. first, um, so this is the first live-action like Ghost in the Shell. But right. they've had yeah. several Death Note movies. I haven't seen those. I've heard mixed things about them. I don't know if right. they change things. Um, I was just like, I'm just watching the anime. Um, yeah. But so the controversy for me is kind of like, it's like, I get it. I get the whitewashing's weird. Um, I think if they said it in Japan and it was a bunch of white people, I would be upset. But they're saying oh, that, it would in be, Seattle. Yeah, that would be And yeah, it looks weird. like from some of the action that happens in the teaser that they're not really necessarily following the anime. They're just taking characters and the idea. And I'm exactly. sure it's going to follow the same plot points. And the characters have like Americanized versions of like the guys called Light, like Light Turner or something, which I was like, why would you call your kid Light? But people are fucking weird these days and I don't have children, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> and like the, the L's called L, which could be anything. Like his name could be anything at this point. Um, and I was looking on IMDb and they have all their um, Japanese names. And I was like, holy, really? You're saying this in Seattle and they have Japanese names? But then I was yeah, reading that, that they, weird. but they did change it. They like, I read a synopsis of it and it's like, named all the characters and like the girl's name's like Mia now. And it's like the, there's only one Japanese guy and I'm sure he's Japanese American. He could be like Chinese American. I don't know. Like I was just looking, but he does have uh, an Asian name, but mm. everyone else has been changed except like Ryuk, which is the, the, uh, the guy's death right. drops. I don't know. I, since there, since there is the opportunity to watch other live, a uh, live action version which of is- the Japanese casts with the Japanese names, it's kind of weird that like they're people aren't open to the idea of just like seeing what like Adam Wingard, yeah. which for my money, he's done great fucking movies. I love Blair Witch. I thought the guest was fucking dope. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like doing great films. Um, so why wouldn't you want to see his take on a series? He might actually really love, you know, I mean, cause this guy could probably do any horror movie he wants at this point and people are going to throw money mm-hmm. at him. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I guess I don't like, I, I probably just have to ask like a huge fan, like what bugs them about it? Because I'm open to it and I love Death Note, like the anime series. I've never seen the live action movies, like I said, but I'm very interested to see like what Adam Wingard does with it. Uh, mainly an because of point about yeah. that, because, you know, the fact that they changed in everything and made it set in Seattle and like, it's not necessarily, I think people, yeah. If like, if you set it in Japan, like with with like white people and American names in Japan, that would be like, what are you doing? But yeah. it's set in a completely different setting. It's taking it. It's kind of like its own interpretation mm-hmm. and manifesting in its own interpretation uh, in the U.S. Like in a, in Seattle, like that's that's different. It looks like it's also going to be very gritty. 
Yeah, it looks very gritty, which is interesting because you you know you never think about whenever you watch animes, even if there's an anime that's a dark, you know, a lot of like a distilled color color palette and all that, you never say an anime is like truly gritty because it does. They always look nice, you know, they because they're animated, they're animated, <laughs> the, the, the the colors, whatever they look, they they look great, but yeah, you, you know, you never associate with gritty, so that's kind of interesting how they're going this really dark. Um, I mean. Wait, like, looking, you really couldn't do anything else with it though yeah. yeah i mean looking at like his color palette from like say the guest to like blair witch or something uh his color yeah. like it looks like the kind of colors he likes to use which i like is kind of nice that he's kind of keeping like maybe at one point in like film history you'll be able to go that's a wingard look you know like or something but um right. i i feel like he's going to try to make it more of a horror film more so than like i don't think the series is really a horror show it's more just has monsters right. in it but the thing I like yeah. about Death Note is there's nothing in it that ever says that the Death Note can't be dropped anywhere else. You know? True. Um, and I mean, you, I don't know how they're going to play the demon stuff off and how all that works, like with mythology and all yeah. that shit. But, but don't I you feel, feel like, like it's at, made the, at the end of the day, the, the characters they cast are not Japanese actors. So that's where the controversy is going to be coming from, you know? Oh, no, no, yeah, I understand. That. I was, and, but I understand. But like, my, I guess my thing is I want to under, like, so if this was the first Death Note movie ever made from the anime, I I would be more on par with it. Like, yeah, maybe you should have chosen Asian actors to play this to do this right the first time. But they've made four, three or four of these films in Japan. You right. know, live action, full cast, the way everybody wants it. You know, there's probably an English dub. You know, but you know, subtitled, you got to read it. I've had like I've had them on my shelf when I used to work at the bookstore before. I just like. Are these going to be any good? I don't know. I love the anime so much. I don't know if I want to watch this live action version, you know. But and I also feel like it's not like it's on Netflix, you know. It's like it's not getting a huge wide release, you know. I don't know. I just I, it's it's I, like are are there enough? If if this anime this is going to relate to the next topic probably, but maybe we're segueing. I don't know. So if we're if they're going to be more and more anime related stuff, this is just a question. I'm not trying to make a point. Ultimately, I'm just saying, is are there enough Asian actors going to auditions to well, fill Andrew, all these you, roles? If there's so many, said, if there's so many of these roles, you said something interesting when we were just chatting about. Well, when is it okay to like cast different people on these properties? Yeah, and I think Death Note is more like that's this is gonna like, you know, like they've already made the films. You know, they didn't get a wide, huge American release, but neither is Death Note. It's just coming on Netflix. So that's only going to hit a certain demographic of people who have Netflix. And like, yes, that's a lot of people. I understand that. But most most people are getting Netflix for the Marvel stuff. You know, like I don't think many people are like joining up for the Death Note live action movie, you know. So it's going to hit a very small audience. But I mean, you know? does that make it OK, though? I mean, I'm just saying I'm just I mean, it's like watching. Like, I know we're, we're a bunch of white dudes talking about this. I know. This I know. Is difficult it's just like, I mean, I, I don't care if like, a, you know, I don't know. They've made like, they've taken like Unforgiven and made it a samurai movie. Okay, cool. I'm Hell down with yeah. that. I actually want to watch that fucking movie, man, because I'll probably enjoy it more than Unforgiven. I'm and just there saying, was a Japanese Spider-Man in the 70s. Yeah, and then yes. they did, um, yes, they did, yeah, they did, um, uh, God, what it, Blood Simple was called something else, called like a gun, something, blah, 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 which is a Coen Brothers movie that they remade over there. So I mean, and I, Magnificent I, I, like, Seven guys. Magnificent I'm not seven. saying that I'm not saying that any of this is right. I'm just saying for 
like in the, and I, Death Note hasn't come out, so maybe like after I watch it, I'll be like, holy fuck, that's fucking wrong. You know, like you should not have done that. But if they do change a lot and they just try to make it more American or just like maybe Adam Wingard's or the writer's like perspective of how they view Death Note or what Death Note could be, like I'm open to that. I'm just, you know, I, I guess for argument's sake, it was more of they, they have, the, there are the live action movies and like, if you know, and I get why people don't like Ghost in the Shell and why they want, like, why you wanted the, the the Asian actors to play their parts because it's the first time anyone will like the general American audience will see Ghost in the Shell, you know. So they're just gonna assume it's always Scarlett Johansson or always a white woman. I get that, but right, there are other you can like right now go and download every Death Note live action movie. You know, it's been out forever. I'm just Andrew brought up a good point. Like, I just I think it's interesting to like when is it okay for uh, to just maybe not to whitewash and I'm not saying every character needs to be white, but like, it's interesting that L they made him black. And I think the rest of the, there's like one other Asian in it. And then the rest of the cast is white. I think that's wrong. Yeah. Like, at what point, at what point yeah. are you, are you whitewashing? And then there's what, at what point are you just, I don't know what, cool you, what do you call it? Localizing it. I mean, like the, we've been talking about the power Rangers for the past few weeks, that first series, um, there's only one Asian in that series and the super Sentai, of course, is a Japanese series. It was completely, why aren't people completely upset an Asian, that? P- completely an Asian. I'm not saying that. Look, I'm just trying to make a point. I, no, I, I, I'm just saying it was just, I wasn't. I, I think, was I think that question, like, you have, you have an Asian, all Asian cast, all Japanese cast in the Super Sentai series. Comes, comes to America in 93. Only one Asian, which is the Yellow Ranger. Aside from that Yellow Ranger part, I mean, the, that Black Ranger in the Super Sentai uh, uh, series was, of course, a Japanese guy. So that's, that's the case of, 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 you know, a black dude taking over an Asian role. And then of course, most, most of the other cast was, was white. So there's a lot more of that going on. Um, But, you know, then you have like the positive side where that guy was probably the first teenage black superhero in America. Yeah. You know, aside from all this controversy. So, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of points you can make with, with this shit. Yeah, I just, I, like, it's just a question. It's like, I'm ready for, like, someone to comment and be like, let me school you white motherfuckers about this. I'm like, bring it on. Tell me. I just, I'm kind of with Andrew on the argument of, like, is it ever going to be okay to, you know, have someone else step in and do their version of a, you know, a show? You know, it just shows a lot because, no, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm down with that. It's the, again, systematic racism. They, they wouldn't have gotten the money because yeah it seems like that they would they you know that because again because of systematic racism they uh nobody will give money to a movie that doesn't have a, a star like scarlett johansson um yeah. that's really what it boils down to uh i mean this movie just kind of makes it more obvious and like with power rangers and other shit like that that's a team i guess and uh maybe it's maybe it's made worse because Scarlett Johansson's like one person it's a lead they could have just cast one fucking asian actress one japanese american actress and it would have been fixed but then again the systematic racism come, comes in maybe they would have lost funding from for uh for the effects you know this is a f- effects heavy movie um yeah they would have it would have been it would have been totally fucked over so and again, I'm not saying that 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 I'm not saying this is right, but I'm I'm pointing out the systematic racism is the cause for all that. So yeah. it's cool this movie can kind of cause us to have these 
conversations. Yeah, and I'm going to go on a quick, quick tangent real quick, aside from the whitewashing shit. One of the other, con- not controversies, one of the other points I've heard about the movie was, oh, it looks like Blade Runner. Yes, it's, it's pretty much, there's a big Blade Runner influence, but I want to at least put out the counter-argument that Blade Runner looks like it does, it looks like futuristic Japan because it was made in the 80s, and at that time, Japan was going through an economic bubble and it's it was seeming like Japan was going to take over the whole fucking world because they had bounced back from World War II, and they and you know Japan they've never experienced economic growth like they had like they did in the eighties. So to the Americans, I mean, you had that song Mr. Roboto from Sticks, that kind of sums it up. They there was this sentiment in America that people were like kind of afraid of how powerful Japan was getting. Anyway, Japan still has that kind of futuristic, uh, at least stereotype to it. Whether that's true or not is another question, but. Uh, so I think that's what Blade Runner was trying to do was like, okay, in the future, it's going to look more like Japan because Japan's taken over right now in the 80s. Whereas with Ghost in the Shell, it's futuristic Tokyo because it's made by Japanese people originally. They just want to make a futuristic version of their city. So I think that while it may look similar on the surface, I think there's a completely different impetus for 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 why we get to see two different futuristic Tokyos, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? I just don't yeah. think Ghost in the Shell, the new one, is better than Blade Runner, and that's my only—that's my only issue. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not—I'm not even commenting on that right now. Than, um, I'm commenting on, on the look. I'm commenting on the look of it. <laughs> I mean, the that's the, the thing. The any movie, any movie that comes out now is going to be compared to something that's better or someone holds to a higher standard. It's always yeah. going to happen. It happens with every movie that comes out. You know, any kind of like sci-fi horror film it, like it's just gonna happen it's just i'm just upset by your great is greater than less than <laughs> everybody <commentator>. is <laughs> <laughs> i don't even want to get started on ex machina and arrival that's that's a whole other podcast i think because oh, i equally love both scratcher. those movies just as much um because they're different well <laughs> we could go that, but that, that could be a whole other thing you know, so anyway, this is Joey. He called in out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but he called us. He called in from Oslo on his phone. He went to Norway for something that he's working on. And uh, anyway, let's get to his segment about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in. So Ghost in the Shell, like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I went and saw it at like a small movie theater in Hilton Head. And they had like the great uh, sort of... Uh, uh, reclining seats, you know, and I just like kicked back and watched Ghost in the Shell 3D. Um, <laughs> I loved the way it looked. It, it like every like scene, you know, was very much like the anime. Like it just like it pulled me in further and further into the world. Um, the characters I thought were awesome. Um, you know, I, I felt like the, the, the biggest thing for me was like you just kind of like the lack of extra story. Like it was very much but sort of by the book. This is happening. Then that's happening. Then this is happening. Um, and it just kind of like, I wanted a little more as far as story-wise goes. Like they're, they're great characters. Like towards the end, they had the, the time where they're like, yo, you're burned. Like I used to watch the show burn notice and like watching that show. Like, you know, you have these like operatives that were like, you know, they're part of the team. They're, they were the good guys, and then somebody fucked them over, and now, like, the good guys are, like, after them. Like, no, but we're, 
wait, we're the good guys. And they're trying to fight their way back. I, I thought that would have been cool to, to have happened earlier in the movie and maybe see how that kind of played out. Um, but like, there were a lot of scenes where like, you got the like super intense Scarlett Johansson, just like, you know, walking down the hallway, showing her back, you know, like filming from the back. And it's just like super pissed off. Like Scarlett Johansson, like, yo, where's she going? Who's she going to fuck up now? What's happening? Like she's pissed, you know? <laughs> um, but like, I think for the most part, like I really enjoyed it. Like it, it super felt like Ghost in the Shell to me. Um, you know, I, I wish there was a little more to it, but overall, like, they really took a risk, like, making it just like the anime. Like, again, like, I know, I understand, like, it's going to be a box office flop, but, like, it, they, they took a risk. And um, I feel like it'll do okay. Um, you know, as far as box office wise, I don't feel like that they'll lose a ton. I don't really know the budget <laughs> for the film, but um, yeah, I, I think for the most part, I enjoyed it, and I think it'll it'll do well. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling in from fucking where are you in Oslo? Oslo, Norway. North. Oh my god! I'm in the North. Black metal country. <laughs> Black metal country, fellas. Fucking jealous. Send us pictures. Go check out this. Uh, I got some photos. Uh, I'm going to go check out this. Uh, apparently, this record store that's like the spot of black metal, like the hub, apparently. Uh, it's in a documentary I sent you guys until the light shines or something. Uh, um, until. Yeah, I've seen it. It's good. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've yet to see that. Uh, but yeah, I it's, really it's shitty quality. It's... Okay. The, the, the guy I'm hanging out with, he's an art guy uh, for the show I'm on, and he's like super knowledgeable in sort of the black metal uh, arena. Oh, sweet. So like I'm, I've got a lot of names to sort of just throw around. I can see you list, Maddie. I, I feel like you're probably knowledgeable as well. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. This is going to be the new I mean, Maddie's whatever. music episode, dude. This You should just base, <laughs> it, base it on this list, dude. Daddy's <laughs> music for the next segment. I'm gonna need you to take one of the video cameras and like film that record store for me. Good quality, super. Dude, awesome I, video. Okay, look, I'll, I'll film it with my phone. I got 4K on my phone, dude. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll make it. All right, cool. I'll do a good 360 and check out some cool shit. Uh, Interview someone, yeah. Joey. Yeah, you got to make a couple segments while you're out there, bro. You can't not. <laughs> oh I'm man. Serious. I'll, I, just short little okay. dudes. They don't right. gotta be long. Look, I, I, I'm literally, as we found out a couple months ago, in the happiest country in the earth. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw that list of like the is five. Nor is Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Like Norway is number one, brother. So, like, yeah, brother. And they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah, just... we, we, we will talk about death metal or black metal. Let's do it. You, know. you should just find some people like, are you happy? Just... Yeah. <laughs> yes, because yeah. we have black metal here. It's a conundrum. Black metal and free healthcare. It's all yes. you need. That's all we need, America. Black metal and uh, healthcare. Let's do it. Hell yeah, Let's dude. Let's see what Let's maybe not burn down churches. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a little too people. much. That gets a little much. weird. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, wanted to, I just wanted to hop in before you guys got started and just say hello from Oslo. All awesome, right. Dude. No problem, bro. Yeah, have a good one. All right, dude. Yeah. Check you later. Later. 
that was Joey calling in from Oslo, Norway. I think we're all pretty jealous he's over there. Dude. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Not cool. <laughs> maybe. He dropped it on us, too. He didn't. He's like, oh, wait, yeah, I'm in Oslo. I was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's got to keep go some ahead. of that shit kind of secret. If stuff got spread around or something could be true terrible i don't know i don't know how all that shit works on like a television show so oh yeah it should be you know pretty uh under wraps but anyway it's awesome that he fucking called yeah um so anyway uh back to the regularly scheduled program what's next um yeah <laughs> all right jonathan you've been quiet for a second so i'm gonna i want you to Calm start off up. with this we wanted to do another kind of big topic of discussion like we did um, the other time where we, we talked about yes. Rotten Tomatoes influencing the movies too, movie going experience too much. So this yes. time our topic of discussion is the the end of the superhero movie boom. So recently in recent years, as everybody knows in most of the world, that American superhero movies are, are kind of the seemingly the biggest thing that's made each year for the most part. There's some other movies that, that make it big, but you know, especially since Avengers one, it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And we have a fucking iron fist series, you know, these minor characters are getting more and more shit, but, uh, there are some things to point out that it's, it's either dying or it's at least transitioning into something. And it's hard to maintain the levels of excitement that everybody had two or three years ago, I think. And, uh, it's just because those are like crazy peak levels. And, uh, you know, people keep saying it's going to die like the Western, uh, even Spielberg said something like that. So, uh, do you think we're going to talk about, is it going to die? Is it going to just transition to something else? If it does, what's going to take its place? Um, anything like this. So anyway, Jonathan, take it away. Well, with any sort of large property that's undertaken, especially franchise worthy stuff, um, there, there is. It, this happens to everything. There can be overkill that is associated with that. You know, a new Star Wars movie every year, and now they're apparently doing a new trilogy after this trilogy, this current trilogy. It's like at one point, will people grow tired? I guess, or this, you know, same old thing, like old hat. You know, like oh, we'll see the superhero do this, do that, come out in the win in the end. Um, just a generalized point of view. I feel like the breaks in time between all of these different things, I don't know if it's going to die necessarily. I think it's going to transition. I think it's going to evolve um, into something else, whether that be other versions of these, like new, new, new casts brought in, you know, to take place of the other ones or, um, or rebooted, you know, they, people, the, the whole reimagining thing is, is in full swing, has been in full swing for a while. Um, I think it's just going to evolve. I don't think it's going to go away because there's been enough variety in these films over time that I think it just comes down to who's doing them, honestly. Like, think about it. When you first had Avengers come out and you had these other uh, big movies come out at the, like around the same time, they had you had guys like Joss Whedon in there, you know, the Russo brothers. Like, these are great storytellers that can convey these these topics. But now you're getting all these other like smaller directors in here making having their own takes on things, and they're not bad. I mean, I like Doctor Strange. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. 
um, it wasn't like the most jaw-dropping Marvel movie to me. And then, and then again, it never will be because, you know, biggest punches for like their bigger movies. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, you're going to see these lulls in movies like Ant-Man, which I thought was really cool, really good. I, I liked Ant-Man, but it, like in terms of even ranking the, the Marvel movies, I, it wasn't, it's not on my, like my top tier echelon of, of Marvel films. But then, you know, you have Captain America Civil War, boom. Or, or like Avengers, you know, the first Avengers movie. Avengers 2 is like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a little split on it, but um, I just think that it's going to evolve. I don't think it's necessarily going to die like some of these. Because here's the thing. Westerns is like a general – a Western is a general um, uh, topic. It's a general subject. Like there's different manifestations that can come out of a Western superhero is very it's this genre is like very specific huge strong following i don't think it's ever really gonna die stefan what do you think bro um i yeah i don't know i think certain aspects of the or like certain trends definitely die out um which is good i like it seems like um, formerly male superheroes are female superheroes now. Like there's this kind of transition and these ideas of strength are being approached. So I feel like with like Marvel movies, um, you're going to see like a more a reflection more of like the properties that they have running currently. Well, I would hope anyway, because uh, there's some cool stuff going on there and it seems like a lot of these care like for how long can we hold on to our captain americas and our supermans and our batmans you know um, forever just kidding <laughs> like batman i could take you know eons of that star wars i could take eons of that oh dude Oof. um yes. you know but uh it, it those are your properties you know those are where your interests lie and there's always going to be that niche aspect to those kind of things with like superhero movies yeah i think i kind of agree with um um oh shit i forgot your name Jonathan, <laughs> sorry, I agree with Jonathan. You know, yeah, like, I think it's, I think it's I think it's going to push forward, and there's going to be like a lot of a lot of like strange stuff, especially the stuff that takes uh, or that is that is uh, trendy, or, like as those trends evolve. You know, like because there's always going to be like a, a want for heroes or antiheroes, some kind of heroes, some kind of like um, you know protagonists. And adventures yeah. that we want to see happen. So, like, it could, it could, you know, it could be. But I guess, I guess the real argument is like whether or not it's these like comic properties that are going to be like. I think, I think there is some, um, there is going to be some kind of like, uh, there's going to be like an ebb and flow to those kind of things. Cause, like I was saying, like with Captain America, Wolverine, and um, Iron Man and stuff like that, you know, the, the, the evolutions that are taking place are so radical now for for yeah. most of those characters that uh that i think those types of characters are going to spawn newer types of characters where you know like because we'll always probably have some alternate reality where there's doing wolverine and captain america stories but um seems like man i don't know i mean i don't really know <laughs> i feel like i have a lot of ideas about it but um in terms of movies and stuff, you know, I mean, I guess I could see it going out the way of like the Western for a while and then come pick back up when it's really like what the people need or what our like our prevailing mythologies are 
yeah are presenting to us or what we're presenting outwardly you know and, and getting back so but it's getting to a point where it's hard to remember a time when their superhero movies weren't so big so that's a big question i i to go to your point too about how they're being made honestly um I think the fact that it, I don't, th I don't think it's going to be about whether like it'll die, but, but who will like make it die? Because like <laughs> you have to keep infusing the creative minds that are putting these films uh, to the screen. You got to keep them coming. Yeah. So you can't, you can't, yeah. it, it, once you have one bad movie come out, one really bad movie come out, people yeah. aren't going to buy it. And they're gonna say, okay, is this really what they're gonna do with it? I, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of not a part of it. So, to keep, like, the biggest thing for the biggest challenge for the studios is to is to keep getting the best writers and directors to convey their ideas. Because if that doesn't work, then you don't have anything. I mean, yeah, you're just gonna to continue to. And I have my thoughts. I know everyone has their thoughts on the DC universe. I have in terms of the movies. Yeah, I I have my thoughts. But I think it's kind of like what Marvel's doing. I feel like as of right now, they're on like they're still on an incline, and yeah, like DC is kind of just like waving like yeah. downward. Yeah, I feel like DC. And, and the, the problem is they're not like grabbing the best people. I think that could really utilize their ideas yeah. to the fullest extent to yeah. keep people interested. You know, you, you want to service the fans, but you also want to service the general audience who doesn't know about this stuff. Marvel yeah. does a great job of keeping a, a nice in the middle, like a, a nice right. even yeah, keel in the middle. Totally. That's kind yeah. of how I felt about um, like Ghost in the Shell previously. Uh, but uh, but yeah, now it's I, I feel like you know, like the waves change. I feel like a lot of I re I read a couple things and I where about like well, I read one article where it was talking about like how <laughs> Logan was the was like the death the funeral of the superhero movie or as it stands now you know what i mean yeah. um just like the first nail in the coffin or something like that or the last i don't know but you know because we're gonna have infinity war coming up and that's gonna be like a, a whacked out gonna be in space it's gonna be yeah. on earth it's gonna you know and they it took them a long time to build to all that but you know like the oh yeah and that's going to be like is that the bubble bursting or is it just going to splinter off into this whole other you know which which seems likely that seems like the natural way of things like we're just going to get yeah. you know i mean i'm not sure about the future like that you said splinter movie. off like yeah i i that's the, after infinity war part two i feel like i feel like yeah it's just gonna evolve like they're, they're they, to, I don't you know, know it's like they have a plan. It, it has to. You gotta you yeah. gotta adapt to change. Yeah. Anything in life, around movies, yeah. whatever, it has to, you have to adapt to change. Yeah. And here's I actually it's something about them wanting to go more street level with the movies, like they've been with Netflix, yeah. which is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because huh. they they're, they're going to be going to the fucking cosmos with Avengers. Uh, what was it? Three and four. So yeah, it it'll probably you be. Don't a forget good, about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot yeah, of shows yeah, yeah. and Guardians, Guardians yeah. Volume Two as well. Yeah. So we're going to see a lot of space stuff, and then um, I guess they're going to transition into uh, smaller things, which is an interesting choice. Cheaper to make, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you, you I think like you, you have another, another core audience there too. Like people who know wouldn't, you know, ha I, I know people who haven't seen. 
many of the Marvel movies, but they have like they're in, they're obsessed with the shows. Yeah, right. You know, a lot of people that have just watched the Netflix stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know uh, specifically a few people who who have not really seen a lot of the the movies, but they love like the Dare, you know Daredevil and and Jessica Jones, and they're like, yeah, those are good. I, I enjoy watching them. Part part of the reason I uh, wanted to bring this topic up because I was having this conversation with another friend of mine, uh, and he was saying that you know, a lot of people are just getting tired of the same conversation over and over and over where it's like Marvel's great. And almost every Marvel fan agrees that, you know, Iron Man two sucks. Avengers two was a misstep <laughs> and Thor two wasn't that great. That's it's like almost right. like the exact same opinion across the fucking board. Yeah. And I like Thor, a dark world. I, I liked it too, but you know, the internet seems to be pretty like hive mindy about it. And then you have everybody hating on DC left and right. It's like, there's a lot of people that are just kind of like tired of the conversation. And there are some people that liked Batman vs Superman. There are some people that like suicide squad amazingly enough, but you know, like my, my brothers and, and some other people I've met, they, they don't like, they just don't like the general tone of Marvel and the fact that DC is darker, you know, they like that darker tone. So I, I you know, I can see why I could see somebody really like gravitating towards the DC side of stuff even though I don't like it quite as much. And DC seems to be at least a, a little bit less, this is a script writing term going on right now, but MacGuffin, there's a lot less MacGuffins, it seems. Yes, yes. So uh, just to explain for the listener, a MacGuffin is a screenwriting term that refers to uh, like, like what is it? The classic example is the Ark and the Indiana Jones. It's the thing that the characters are all going after. Okay, yeah, a, a mysterious object that everybody's chasing after. So, so right. you're, you're chasing after it as well. So it gets it gets you through all the narrative, like which um, uh, Marvel's. I mean, if the Infinity Gauntlet is the MacGuffin Gauntlet, you know, it's it's like eighteen, like eight MacGuffins yeah. in one fucking glove. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like uh, that's that's a criticism you can make, but it's, it's, it hasn't even come out yet. Doesn't even fucking doesn't bother me personally, but some people really take issue with stuff like this, like the All Spark and Transformers. It's like I've heard people say that it's it's just so MacGuffin centric that that it kind of gets tiring after a while. But again, personally, I don't care. But a lot of people just don't don't like that. It seems like, uh, and then tones the other thing. But uh, I personally think since I'm already talking, sorry to cut everybody off, but the I think that yeah, I think it's going to transition. I don't think it's going to die I, I mean honestly people that don't like these superhero movies even the people that say they don't like them they like logan they like deadpool again and maybe yeah. it's a dark thing but they just don't they uh, they don't like the way marvel does it they don't like the way disney marvel does it but they might like blade or uh whatever the fuck some, something else that's that's not that so that's right. that's a that's a big thing you got to consider it's I, I guess it's not that they don't like superhero movies they don't like a certain tone that a lot of them have so I think that we're going to see like Logan and, and, and the Valiant stuff that's going to be coming out. That's, that's, we're going to see different tones and different, um, all kinds of takes on this stuff. So it's going to transition to all kinds of shit. And I do think that anime and game-related stuff, even though Ghost in the Shell and Assassin's Creed were failures, ultimately... I just don't think that shit's going away, man. And they're going to make the Avengers of anime movies at some point. They're going to make the Avengers 
maybe the last of us movie will do it. Maybe the Tomb Raider movie that they're making right now, maybe those will be amazing. And then we're going to have a whole other kind of boom. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Marvel stuff will just eventually not die, but die down a bit. And we're going to see it more mainly on, uh, niche Years channels on TV, maybe not even Netflix, maybe Netflix, some other shit, CW or whatever. It'll become more niche, but it'll still be around. I mean, there were like what two or three Western movies that came out last year, so <laughs> it's just it's going to be here. Happened People like making nerdy boom, shit. Boom. Star Trek Discovery what comes out this year or next year, so it's going to happen. It's going to it's going to keep staying. It's going to. We're not going to lose nerdy shit. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, what were you saying, Stefan? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what do you think will happen to the superhero boom? if we make contact with aliens. I think like that people will actually focus year. less on movies. Yeah, yeah. In general. CNN like 24-7. What's going to happen? Yeah, I think we'll all fear for our lives for the most part. For, Maybe for... make an independent state movies anymore. <laughs> yeah, it'll I be... Ex- to present be, a, that be a little too scenario. real at that point. <laughs> Maddie, have you said anything about this? Nope. Go ahead. I, was letting, I was letting people get through their shit. You know, a lot of stuff to be said. Um, I will say to the point of Stefan's alien argument, I think once the world becomes a more a, a better place or we find ourselves in a better place, I think we probably won't need superheroes as much. But until then, we will have we will have a shit ton of superhero movies yeah. forever. Uh, just I was going to bring yeah. up the point that the Russo brothers just started getting into the Valiant universe, which is... Like I've read a couple of things from that, so who knows what the fuck that's going to bring to the table. Valiant is putting a ton of money into their like their like whole reboot of what they're doing right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I like a lot of big like DC writers or like Marvel writers have gone over there to like rebrand some of that those characters, and like they had something called yeah. the Valiant War, which was like a kind of one off like trade, and like I think Jeff Lemire wrote it, and he's like one of my favorite writers, and I honestly just picked it up because he wrote it. And I thought it was yeah. great, and I don't know any of these characters. And I was just like, man, I want to read all this. I want to know about all these guys. So it's gonna be interesting oh, to see what the. I, re- I remember do seeing, I remember seeing ads for Valiant comics in the back of my other comics, and not really knowing too much. But I just grabbed XO Man of War and still there, Stefan. We didn't XO Man of War. Oh, no. did it get cut out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and some other thing, actually. I forgot what it was to say. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, I've, I'm seeing a lot more of the Valiant stuff. It's it's really cool because I remember seeing it a lot when I was a kid and collecting Wizard Magazine. And I was just like, I didn't re- I didn't I didn't think about where those heroes had gone until this 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 resurgence of them has started happening. I think they got uh, I mean, yeah, so I think it's kind of cool. They got a lot of uh, Chinese backers as far as I know. I could be wrong about that, but I think they just got a bunch of money from some investors. Uh, You just brought me back with Wizard Magazine. Dang. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just think uh, what everyone's saying, there's going to be an evolution. There has to be like after the big events. But um, where I've kind of like burned, like Logan reignited me because it was a smaller film. It was very intimate. Um, that's why I liked it. Plus I'm just a fucking huge Wolverine fan. So, you oh, know. Dude, um, hell yeah. but I think like, <laughs> I think like anyone who's like, maybe like, cause Dr. Strange, I wasn't totally into, it was like Iron Man with magic for me, but I feel like getting like in more to what, like Jonathan was talking about getting like the right people doing stuff with these properties instead of just going to like 
you know, like for lack of a better director at this point, like a Michael Bay, like he does action. Let's make him do it. You know, oh, good you're Lord, getting no. the guy who did like what we do in the shadows and uh, the hunt for the, uh, the wilder people. And those two movies are fucking great. And he's going to do the mm-hmm. next Thor movie. Like I don't, can this guy do action? Like, what? Like, <laughs> but it's like, he's going to bring yeah. something different. Like we've already seen by like the color scheme of that whole movie. It looks fucking crazy. Like Thor's cut his hair. He doesn't have his hammer. Like what the fuck, you know? I just think it's going to take stuff like that to reinvigorate like the series. Like, cause I know like guardians is going to be cool. I'm going to have a great time watching that, but I know what I'm getting into with guardians, but Thor Ragnarok for me is like, I'm really looking forward to yep. that just because I know what James Gunn's going to bring and it's going to be funny. Wacky, it's going to be action packed. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to love Gar- uh, guardians too, but Thor Ragnarok is like my thing that I'm like, man, I can't wait to see just like the creatures in the world he set up. And like, what's that story? How does Dr. Strange get into this? Like, I just, it's stuff like that that like makes me really excited. Like those couple of people working on it. Like I remember yeah, before Winter Soldier came out, um, they're like, oh yeah, the guys who wrote Community. I was like, what do comedy writers know about Captain America? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't oh, know yeah. about this. And then I saw it and I was like, well, fuck me, man. These guys know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't know. I'm a Captain America <laughs> fan. I fucking love this shit. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's like you said, just getting talented people. I really think what they need to do is start pulling these fucking comic book writers over to the movie industry like yes please still write comics but like i want to see a scott snyder written fucking batman movie man like if they're having that much trouble on the batman movie fucking get scott snyder in on that shit yep yep. fucking made up the court of owls like that shit was fucking dope yeah like bring their idea to the table get a a screenwriter who can convey those good ideas on paper you know there's so many options there's so many ways avenues you could go Mm mm-hmm because, I mean, basically, a comic book writer is writing a script for someone right. to draw. Because he, he goes, right. hey, they're going to be yeah. punching this guy in the face. I need you to draw a Batman punching this guy <laughs> in the face. Just like the way you would film it. Like, I just don't, I don't get why, the, like, if, you know, I guess for DC's sake of, like, where they're not doing so well, it's like, well, obviously, your whole idea of, you know, just getting, like, these bigger directors to do these movies and, like, what, like, I don't know. Like, get some of these small dudes in to do something. Uh, but I, I, I'm in the the wheelhouse of we got to get creative people in there doing creative things with the properties, changing things up, just taking a little gamble with someone, not playing it safe. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, comic book movies aren't going anywhere. Comic books, comic books haven't died out. The the comic book movies not going to die out. I mean, there was a time when comic books weren't doing so well, but here they are. They just came in real. Well, that's also you have a visual revolution too. Like, Uh, go ahead, Jonathan. No, no, sorry. I, I just, uh, like, it, you know, in terms of, like, visual effects, they'll definitely never go away. I mean, you know, the whole thing about having the best creatives to do these things, you know, all you need, you know, comic book characters have some of the best writers developing these characters and making you feel for them, making you relate to them. You know, you can convey that on screen with a director who knows how to write good characters, who know, understands the property, but understands who these characters are, you know, I could give a crap less who's doing the visuals because the visuals we know they'll be handled. They'll be handled fine. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, the visuals will be great and the action will be fun. You just need good characters. You you know you need people to be uh, grabbed by them and you know. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think people often forget too that the superhero genre is a subset of the sci-fi genre. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, Superman is an alien. Pretty much. Iron yeah. Man has got robots in it, so on and so forth. <laughs> so this is this is, 
or and fantasy as well. Look at Thor. Yeah. But you know the this the sci-fi and fantasy genre that shit's not going fucking anywhere, dude. Mm. I think it just came in so fast and so hard, so quick, you know, that it's just like whoa, okay, this is huge now, and Comic Con is all over the fucking place. I think that it just took a lot of people by surprise, like all it kind of like came in all of a sudden for a lot of people, and mm. especially with what Marvel is doing. That's a TV show, essentially. The Marvel movies are a TV show. They all have the same exact tone because they're new episodes in a new TV show. It's a to-be-continued and all that shit. So I think that maybe that's also a thing where people just getting tired. Like, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, they're all the same. Okay, well, it's not for you, but I, I can get what you're saying. It's, a very, it's the exact same tone, new character. I get it. But again, this, are you going to change the tone of a TV show every fucking episode? Sure, some some can do that. There's some comedy um, X File episodes, and there's some horror X File yeah. episodes. But for the most part, it's it's more sci-fi horror-y. Anyway, kind of going on a tangent there, but it's I don't know, man. I it's not for everybody, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, that's that's true for anything. Yeah, definitely. Oh man. I mean, are we, are we wrapping up on this topic? Anybody got any final final things to say about this before we uh, move on? There's always gonna I think be- that was very well thought of. Uh, everyone, I mean, everyone's opinions were completely 100% valid. I mean, that's in, in, in anything, in any you're going to have, I think everyone was pretty much on the same page about what is going to what's going to happen in terms of. I mean, what, nobody really knows what's going to happen, but what our opinions are of what's going to happen. Right. All right, cool. Well, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to talk real quick because there's not a whole lot to talk about, I think. But, um, Stefan, Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 1, go. Oh, my God, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, like April April Fool's Days is kind of like a, it's so notorious now. It's like, it's like a thing now in geekdom. You know, fake trailers are going to be out. How, what site's going to have the best, like, craziest yep. thing? It's like. It's kind of, it's really fun. I got duped on a couple articles. I even posted to Superhouse for like a hot minute. And then I was like, oh shit, you know, but I'm smart <laughs> like that. A lot of people aren't smart like that. Um, but there was, you know, there was, it was like after a whole, after a whole day of this shit, this is why it's so fucking brilliant. After a whole day of this shit, um, you know, and there was like an AMC Grand Theft Auto series that one of my other friends thought was fucking totally real. And I was like, dude, you can't tell. He's like, you don't know. A friend of mine you know said that to me. Oh my God, that was so funny. A friend of mine said to me and said, oh, look at AMC. I'm like, come on, man, you know better. <laughs> yeah, I just I just had to call it to my friend. I'm like, come on, dude, April 1st. You can't trust shit on today. And then I'm saying that, right? And then Rick and Morty drops the fucking... Yeah. It, I don't know if it's like the premiere so much as just like, here's something. And it was like so perfectly timed. And it, it kind of like, I can't imagine... It's, it's a brilliant idea because it ultimately goes to shoot them in the foot. Like, how are you going to share this? But then it becomes like a big hubbub and then people finally started watching it and they they looped it and streamed it all night um, up until midnight. I mean, like, or whatever. It was like nine to midnight or something like that on Adult Swim. Um, so you can watch it. I watched it like three times over and over, you know, just let it wow. play over. And I just, <laughs> I, I, I soaked up every little moment and I just wanted to know every little thing. I love what they did with like, cause you know, the end of season two sets up like these ideas for like this big, long overarching kind of thing. And they take the, they take this one episode and not only are they like, yeah, we still got it. 
Um, but you know, more than likely we were just, you know, throwing shade out to the fans and stuff to leave us alone to do what we wanted. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Cause there was all this like delay, like I'm sure they were delayed in certain ways, but like, you know, there's all these delays and all these news about like bad things going on at the Rick and Morty camp and you know, all this stuff, like getting fans like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. And then dropping it on April fool's day when you're like, dude, Rick and Morty just dropped an episode. They're like, nah, uh, like, <laughs> fuck, it's brilliant and it's you know it's like nobody's gonna believe me but then like but then people started watching it and just it was such a great episode because it took turns it was it was not predictable at all it was like surprising they're super funny uh you know there's the the comedy is still like rich and i don't know rick and morty is the greatest animated show on television right <laughs> now I gotta, I, I gotta catch up i gotta freaking Ooh. catch up um oh, how it's far so have good. you gotten jonathan uh, I'm, we're almost, uh, I'm almost at the end of season one and okay. I, I, I like there's, blew through like five or six episodes. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's a way yeah, to start watching. Oh That's yeah. Like 20, short, 20 some minutes long. That's when, the perfect amount I, I, of time. I watched the show. <laughs> it always, it's weird for me. I, my brothers know this about me. I, I, I have a hard time getting used to new comedy for some reason. And when I, when I turned on Rick and Morty for the first time, I was like, man, this guy's like just burping a lot. This is weird. <laughs> and yeah, he's got this same. not Weird. snot coming down to his knee and shit, and he sucks it back up. And that's funny <laughs> to me now. It's funny to me now, but when I first watched it alone <laughs> and just kind of cold, I was like, "This is why people like this." I started. Then, on- then I watched the Mr. Meeseeks episode, yeah. and I was like, "Goodness, oh, yes, I get it. I get it now. Up. This right show there. is fucking genius." That's and where the head, the head, the whole fucking episode, whole fucking seasons, all two seasons, and this third fucking this. They haven't lost it. Like this, this episode. I just watched it before you got on the podcast today. <laughs> it's a fucking awesome episode. They didn't lose any steam or whatever. It's just as funny. Yeah. And um, man, Rick, when he says like, he's <laughs> he's going from spoilers a little bit, but he's going from brain to brain, <laughs> kind of zapping yeah. himself into other Ricks, <laughs> which has already been set up in the in their universe. But he's like, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, he's a spy. I blow him up. I'm gonna take a shit. I fucking laugh my ass. <laughs> it's like, it's like this, show is, it. this show is so smart. Bugs. It has such smart comedy and such smart writing. But are they afraid to make a fart joke or a or a butt joke or something? No. no. Like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna it's, make it's, those jokes. It's, they're they're masterfully woven together. You know, like yep. just like the ass jokes and like. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Jonathan. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was, I was, yeah, I was listening, enjoying listening to you guys. It was, uh, it, it, you said the whole thing about, um, they, their comedy is really smart, but they also aren't afraid to just do the really like yeah. crass, like offhand humor, and it, and it works perfectly gelled together. And uh, it's like it's it's a little bit of Ren and Stimpy, but it's not all the way at Ren and Stimpy. Like it's you yeah. know, it's and it's Ren and Stimpy with like Archer with like you know, it's it's just like so many different yeah. uh, aspects of comedy that well put together it's one of those shows that i was surprised that i got into actually um right i watched my brother he had he had some episode on one day and i was like huh it's interesting but then when you actually sit down and watch yeah mr meeseeks that episode like threw me for a loop i was like this show is ridiculous (laughs) is that so so that's interesting is that the episode that really did it for you or was it something else no it was it was a, a little bit before that um it's the one where the dog uh, oh, snowball! Yeah, yeah. Oh, he like yeah. he becomes sentient yeah. and like becomes yeah. like self-aware and like starts yeah. creates this because whole like army. White and fluffy. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, this this show's got it. I was like, I'm, I'm in. And in that episode, my brother was like, we're about to watch Mr. Meeseeks. He's like, this is one of my favorite episodes, Bart, uh, hands down. Yeah. And then after Meeseeks I was, I was like crying laughing. I was Dude, like, so well, the thing is, like from a, from a writing standpoint too, Mr. Meeseeks uh, is this being that comes from pressing this button out of this box, this sci-fi box or whatever. And then what happens is Mr. Meeseeks start, starts pressing the, the other box. So like the, it starts to escalate real fast. And I've always thought that was really cool. But also the Snowball episode is, is just amazing because if you've seen Lawnmower Man, with, you know, the episode's called Lawnmower yeah. Dog. It's based on – Yeah. It's heavily influenced from that. And like the, those lines like, where are my testicles, Susan? Or, or uh, that was my slave name. Shall I rub <laughs> you know, your should... <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking genius. <laughs> Matty, have you not gotten on the Rick and Morty train yet? Nope. Oh, you, you should, man. Thought... Oh, my uh, God, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it today because um, you guys get real excited for everything Rick and Morty. It's, it it's awesome, man. Me, I definitely want to It kind of took me back to when Stefan was watching Kong and was watching it and he just went, I could be doing or watching something else. And oh man. I feel that way. I've seen the Me Seeks episode. I get it. I just there's I you guys know my interests a lot. And I think I, I will get on the Rick and Morty train at some point. But I just, you know, I had yeah. a shit ton of horror I movie. I hope so, and I also like animation for me is just like it's hit or miss. And it takes like I'll do it for like a month where I'm just heavily like like when I watch Death Note, like, like all I, I will watch. Yeah, I like I just I don't watch a lot of animated stuff. Um, just I can't even like what's I tried to watch like so I I put on Voltron and just was immediately like just started doing other stuff. Oh, and I, I love like, both I of those. Like so, um, I don't know what it is, but I definitely go through phases with that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's just me. I think next it's just time, next time you're feeling a little animation tickle in your britches, hit up that Rick and Morty man. I just. <laughs> And, uh, I've, I've watched both seasons in like four days, probably even less. Like uh, anyway, I also don't watch a lot of comedy stuff either. I think you guys know that about oh, me. Yeah. So <laughs> um, that's just me. Like I, you know, to have if I have my day, it's like, ooh, I want to watch like three horror. I want to watch as many horror movies as I can. Like anything that looks somewhat interesting. Like I'm so excited to watch a movie on Netflix after this is over because they just added it. Could I gush about Rick and Morty some more then? I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I just want to say, last <laughs> night was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> I was so stoned. I was like, I was, I was so stoned. I had friends that were like wanted to go out to the bar or whatever and shit. And I like was just, I was just about to be like, I could maybe use a drink. I don't know, maybe. And then I found all that shit out, and it all happened so quickly. And then I ended up watching it over and over and over again. <laughs> And then I went to work today and I was like, did you fucking see that Rick and Morty shit last night dropping on April Fool's? Like, what was that? It's amazing. And everybody's just like, uh, I don't know. Just like, man. <laughs> now you guys know what it's like when I come on here and be like, I watched an amazing horror movie. Sure, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Eh. Sure. But <laughs> it's right. not my thing. But it was go, just, okay. just, just last night, like just that little bubble I was in just watching this and just, you know, having all those thoughts where it was just like, like this is fucking brilliant it just keeps pushing forward and trying different things and it's like so unapologetic i always describe it as like futurama drunk got in a bar fight you know like ah yeah 
Good he's but the, the, he's just <laughs> such an asshole, but you still like him, you he's know. He says, an he says shit that you that you want to say, and it's just the he's I don't know, man. It's great. It's kind of character, but they like they elevate they elevate Rick so much. But yeah, he's like it's like Morty has some great fucking lines in this episode too. There's one where they're yeah, talking right. like, yeah. they're talking to the council of the other multiple Ricks, and they're like. Um, <laughs> Still Team Ricks. And Morty, <laughs> yeah, Still Team Ricks. <laughs> there were so many infinite Rick and shit. Like they like he elevated to the point that he's like a god now, as they're saying. And then Morty, like Morty and Summer, they know him as they like they touched on so many good things. Morty has the line when he's addressing him. They're like, um, he goes, he goes, uh he goes, You think you think my own uh, or because he's like my rick is the is the only rick like the truest rick to himself every other rick is on some they're not as as smart as that particular rick um and then he's just saying he says he says if you think my wait if you think what say it again you cut out for a second still there Forty was was wait i, I, I say can if you think what say it again yeah. and you kind of cut out for a second oh oh sorry um uh fuck what was i saying oh um so morty just knows rick and all these different dimensions because rick drags him along on adventures against his will and then sometimes rick has a really great time so he's had all these ups and downs and um it's in a future where tactic federation has taken over and everybody's just docile and 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 taking pills and just subdued by this galactic government and without rick like there is no spice of life I like that the show just really leans hard into the sci-fi concepts as well. I mean, that 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 hive mind episode where he's dating a whole civilization. I've never yeah. seen shit like that before in my life. And that's yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I mean, I, can't, I guess I can't describe the whole episode or anything like that, but it was just. Yeah. It was an, it was an awesome episode. It's brilliant. Yeah, and there's a couple episodes I don't watch as much, but. That's the one episode where so they good. end like super sad when he's like almost about to kill himself. Yeah, I something. love the end of it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he like takes. <laughs> it's like kind of comedic, but then you leave the episode, you're like, oh, this is what? What do I think about this? None of the others end the, like this. What is it? The, one of the early episodes, I forget. I, I don't know the titles necessarily, a lot of them, but there was the one where um, <clears throat> they're like, they come, there, there's like an alternate reality going on and you think what you think is like actually the real rick and morty is like the alternate rick and morty and like he, they end up like blowing themselves up and then they like transport the real rick and morty transport back into like the uh the alternate like world right at the last minute and like they see that there's they've like killed themselves and they're like freaking out about it i just yeah, remember like, like this show is bonkers it's <laughs> dark as shit and they, and they keep with that too <laughs> And yeah, and they like bury themselves, and he's like, <laughs> he comes back later. Yeah, uh, it's so ridiculous. It's dark as shit. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah. so I think we pretty much gushed about that enough. Uh, we lost Evan for a second, but he could be back. <laughs> yeah, geez, guys, he, he can't oh. ever get his connection together. Somewhere in the uh, ether. So uh, we're moving on, Jonathan. We're finally going to get to you, man. That was is a that, great conversation. Is that great Kong talks? Well, you wanted to, so you're you're mainly talk. you're mainly a Godzilla fan, but Kong is definitely uh, adjacent to that fandom. So, uh, what were your thoughts on Skull Island? 
I'm gathering uh, a lot of. Um, I'm not. I'm not so sure opinions about it, but I, on the other hand, um, I, I, I really dug the movie. Uh, my point for really digging the movie is that the different. What I had, we had talked about before with Godzilla is that um, we didn't. We wanted to see more monster action, only because the human characters were so bland and they were and they were and they weren't as good in their roles so we weren't like connected to them so we wanted you know naturally you want to offset that with great action you want to see like it's like transformers you see great action but the 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 stories are very meh like they're not very compelling um but the action's great right the visuals are cool um yeah that's what you want to see in these movies you want to see the monsters battling it out you don't want to see the human characters watching them battle it out and like them say nothing that that you care about so I think the thing that Kong did that uh, that elevated itself over Godzilla in a sense is that they knew what they were sticking to. They had they they had some human characters who were interesting kind of, you know, in, in the realm of interesting but they weren't like the the best characters that you could have in a movie, but they were serviceable enough to keep the story moving along. And they stuck to the creatures as the main focus. They were the characters, which I liked. I thought that another thing that a lot of the Kong remakes tried to do and they fell flat on because of it. They tried to just remake the original story and you can't, you can't just remake the original story of, of, you know, Kong falling in love with the girl, you know, coming to America, falling off the empire state building dead. That's the end of the movie. We, we can't keep retelling that same thing over and over again and adding new stuff to it. So the fact that they rebooted it in a way that kept, kept it in its own mythology while also trying to create this like connected universe, I really appreciate it. Visuals are really good. That was a real, real big strong point in the movie. But the number one thing is that they focused on the monsters, the creatures. They, it, it, yeah, there's some. Obviously, it was another Max Bornstein script, so I thought it was slightly better than Godzilla's. But the focus, it was, it was a lot more faster paced. The action, there was a lot more action in it. It just kept moving along better for me. Um, in I know people are split on John C. Riley. I, I, if, when I first saw the trailers, I was like, "What the hell is? What is this? Gonna, what is this going to be like? Like, what are they? What are they trying to? What kind of story are they going for?" I've ended up liking his addition to the movie. I feel like the movie is ultimately about him in the human realm. You know, being on that island for so long and then going back at the end, they kind of revert back to like they kind of pay him off at the end. I enjoyed all those little moments and I, I enjoyed the quirkiness of it. It was very quirky. It almost reminded me of like the sixties, like mysterious Island, you know, um, you know, you'll, you'll see like a giant crab or whatever. And it's very, it, it had some camp to it that I thought was very endearing. Something that Godzilla definitely was uh, not, I, I wouldn't say lacking cause I appreciate that story being a little more serious, but they had more fun with Kong. They mm -hmm. had fun with it. Right, right, right. That's right, the right. thing that I think is lost on people in terms of like, their opinions of it and everyone can have their opinion. I, I'm not saying it's like a wrong opinion. I'm just saying that like, the, I think, I feel like the focus, if people I think that a lot of the focus is being, is being pinned on like, you know, people said Godzilla wasn't as, wasn't, wasn't light enough. And then you bring Kong and they had a lot of fun with him. And people saying it should, it should have been a little darker. I, I just really enjoyed the movie for what it was, what it, it wasn't pretending to be anything else than what it was. And I appreciated that. And I feel like that's how they should treat these movies. Sweet. Yeah. That was my take on it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I can go next. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, I did. I did not care for it. I was a little let down. Um, I wanted more creatures. Uh, <laughs> I honestly was more. I. I was also in the the thing like when John C. Riley popped, I was like, "How the fuck is this gonna play in?" And then by the time that movie was over, I was like, "Man, I almost would have rather watched him and the Japanese guy become best friends and hang out with Kong and fight the Skull yeah. Crushers during that." Like I would, because to me, all the characters like you have Brie Larson, amazing actress, Tom Hiddleston, amazing actor, just wasted. I'm not saying I need super development from these people. It's just like, man, come on. Like, geez. And like Samuel Jackson's character is just like the same old, same old. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I was telling other people that I much rather would have enjoyed like uh, a movie where we saw Kong with his parents fighting the initial Skull Crusher, uh, Crusher's duel or whatever. Like what took them out. I was like, I just want to watch a movie about Kong. I don't care about characters. I don't care about the setup. Just put me on that fucking island. Let's just watch monkeys do shit. I don't need to, I don't even need dialogue. I would just watch that. Um, but I understand you can't make a movie like that. But I just, I don't know. It just, I like kind of when it was over, I was just like, all right, man, I can't wait for Godzilla to come out, <laughs> you know? Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, I totally forgot to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like at the end, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the, the end and then the John butter. C. Riley. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the end and then the John C. Riley stuff was like my favorite parts of that. I thought, I, I mean, I like Kong. I like thought he was cool looking. I just, I don't know. They, they just showed all these, the, like the creatures. And I was just like, Oh my God, let's see what else is there. And I kind of, I went back and watched Peter Jackson's the first half of that King Kong, which I, I love that first half. Yeah. And I was just kind of kind of comparing yeah. the skull crusher battle to the Kong final battle to the T-Rex battle. And I just felt like Peter Jackson's was way more imaginative. And like, there's just always something going on in this world. And like, I just kind of wanted that. And I also know this is a shorter film with probably a lot less budget than what Peter Jackson had. So they did what they could with it. Um, will I stop watching Kong movies or going to see like what they have in store for us? No, but I was just, I don't know. I just wanted a little, uh, I don't know. I guess I've, after this movie, then ghost in the shell, I feel like I just don't like movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I've come out of movies that I feel like I should love just like, unabashedly be like it's genius you know great because like i you know but i like i like that godzilla uh uh the remake in 2014 a lot like i didn't care like yeah. i mean i obviously it could have been 30 minutes shorter but i didn't mind any of the actors in it i thought i liked that i liked that they kind of hid some of the battle stuff like you were kind of in this world and people were just adapting to godzilla and stuff and like just you know I enjoyed those things because, like, for me, when the final fight happened, I was just like, holy shit, this is cool. But yeah, they really built up to that, yeah. And then um, I was, I think I was talking to Stefan or, like, Andrew or, like, Super House group, and I was like, you know what? I think I just like reptiles more than I like apes <laughs> when it comes down to it. <laughs> just, like, the way Godzilla looks. I just, I've always dug it. I've always liked, you know, I've always drawn to that look, whereas, like, I'm not a big, like, Kong fan. Like, I've seen some of those movies. I'm just like, eh whatever giant ape yeah. i don't care you know so i think that kind of like kind of took me out of it a little bit um uh i thought the school i didn't really like the concept design for the skull crushers that much i don't know what it was about it you know it's like got a skull on its head i don't know yeah. but that's just nitpicky it didn't really like take me out of the movie i didn't like look at it and go oh you know i just was like eh, i don't know couldn't we have done something different i what i really wanted to happen was the water buffalo come in and help 
I wanted to see more creatures <laughs> ah. help him take out the skull crushers. Like when he's down, instead of like people shooting guns at these things that like I'm sure slow it down a very little bit. I would have really liked the the monsters yeah. to come and help Kong. Like there's like a like a system that works. Like Kong is king, but you know, we gotta help our king out, you know? Um and I thought sure. that would have been really cool to like do something. I guess what I want for movies now is to push it to the next degree, you know? And I feel like we're always waiting for the sequel. It's like, oh, they'll do it in the sequel. It's like, well, why don't you just do it in the first yeah. one? And I, I just, I, like, they yeah. showed all this, like, um, this amazing island and, like, like anything can happen. And, like, there's all these creatures that are the size of Kong or, like, close to being huge, you know? And it's like, none of these other creatures have fought, fought back or, I, I don't know. I just, I wanted a little more than just a shootout with humans and then Kong and this thing, you know? Um, I did like that it was kind of short and sweet. Like, it's like, here's this Kong movie and now we're done. And I was like, oh, cool. But... <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I'm nitpicking it too much. I need to stop. No, 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 no. You, all those points you just made, honestly, totally valid. I mean, that, they're, they're great points. They are. They really are. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just, you know, I just, um, I don't know what I wanted from it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I mean, it, it, if that's the case, you know, it's not, it's, it's, I'm not, I was, I'm not saying everybody should, you know, should love that movie i, I it's 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 interesting because the movie seem it, it is it's one of those movies that's like very i don't want to say very polarizing because i'm not sure if like everyone cares about it as much you're <laughs> right you know what i mean like yeah. but i it was definitely divisive in a way um it's it's one of those movies either either you really liked it or or you didn't like there's no like kind of like i liked it but then there was this and this like it it's it's uh it's not a movie people split on like down the middle yeah. right it's like yeah uh, and, and it's really comes down to your preference and that's not a bad a, a, a bad thing at all like, you know i i totally get what you're saying you know um that's the one thing that i loved about godzilla is that you know people said that there was the jaws aspect you know he wanted to go for this like kind of hide the creature and and once you have those battles it makes it more like a punchy you know you're more into it because you've been waiting and it's a visual trick to kind of trick you into like seeing the moment is bigger than it is. But, um, you know, uh, and but it just comes down to like your taste. Like, did you care for these or did you not care for these? It's like, it's not, that's why I love debating this stuff. Cause it's like everyone take on it. I, I think everyone can agree on the fact that the end credit scene and I, and, the, and I'll be quite honest, I'm not the biggest Kong fan either. When I told my friends I was going to see this, I was like, I was, you know, I was telling uh, Andrew, you know, Mark, I was like, I'm honestly going to see this more excited for the end credit scene than I am for the movie. Like, I just want to, I want to see what's, I'm intrigued how they're going to handle the connection. Cause I, I heard, you know, everyone knew there was going to be like some sort of a um, connective tissue. They were going to try to, you know, I, I did not like the part in the movie where they, this is spoiler alert, but I do not like the part in the movie where John Goodman kind of offhandedly uh, talks about Godzilla. I'm, we're assuming it's Godzilla that like killed his parents or team or whatever. I, I forget what exactly he said, but he has mentioned yeah. like, oh, really? Okay. Like just because everyone saw Godzilla, it doesn't mean that they're going to, you know what I mean? It's like if people didn't see Godzilla, they're not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but uh, the, the end credit scene I th was my favorite part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was interesting how they handle it 
uh, I, I don't know how they would have done it any other way, honestly, with the hieroglyphics thing, kind of portraying these creatures as gods, because they kind of set it up like that. In the in you know in Godzilla, it's like we can't control these things. You know, we can't. It's like we can't control nature. Mm-hmm. And it's like these these creatures are like a product of nature from like you know a long time ago, and they've now they've been dormant. Now they're you know they've been awoken again. It's it's like the time of monsters has like risen. And I like that there's that King Ghidorah was teased. Um, Mothra obviously rode in. That was all very cool. So I was getting really giddy inside. I was like, oh, King Ghidorah. <laughs> I want to see that on the big screen. I want to see that visualized. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the future of those movies. Uh, Michael Doherty, I'm not I'm not too familiar with him. I've seen Trick or Treat. I did I did really like Trick or Treat um when I saw it a few years ago on I saw I think I saw it on Netflix of Zon. Yeah. I thought he treated a genre a genre film uh very nicely. Um and I haven't seen Krampus yet, but I heard that it's sort of similar in, in terms of his work on Trick or Treat, where it's very it's very genre heavy. It's like it's it's in a specific place and it Yeah. Um, maybe he'll do the same thing with Godzilla. Maybe he'll make it more of like a fun, because uh, they want to treat this somewhat more seriously. But like you know, it's going to have its fun moments more so than the first one did. Yeah, um, I, I'm I not a huge fan of Trick or Treat and Krampus. Um, I think uh, I still just, need to watch Krampus. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people were just kind of like mixed about it, but I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as good as Trick or Treat, but I did enjoy it a lot. Right. Um, and I, I feel like he's always kind of riddled with like, it took him a while to make trick or treat. He had to like turn that into a graphic novel before he even got the rights to like make that movie. And I feel like yeah, everything wow. he works on is like, he has to do some kind of something before he gets it or like he doesn't get the budget he wants. There's always something. So for him to get Godzilla, I hope he gets like the budget that he needs to make the movie he wants to make. Yeah. Cause I know he has it in him and I feel like Krampus it's shortcomings. I think were probably because of time and money. Like yeah. most horror films and stuff like that are churned out. And I think giving, uh, that's why I think trick or treats better than Krampus because he had more time with trick or treat. Cause he like did the comic and like worked in that universe. And then I'm sure someone was like, Oh, we need to make a Krampus movie. Cause all the, like, you know, there's a bunch of scripts roaming around. They're making like B, B versions of it right now. Like let's put something out. And I feel like it might've been a slightly rushed a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah I, when he was announced, I was like, all right, man, I'm excited to see what you'll do with a fucking monster movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was kind of like, OK, you know, where can we go with this? Um, it, 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 see, and also, he seems like it's always good, it's always nice to have a fan, someone who is familiar with this prop, these properties to like undertake it, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, at least they're going to they're, they're going to understand how to treat them. Yeah. To, the, to the, the general like fan, they understand like. So it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys really nitpicked at all the um, the hieroglyphic stuff. I know that people on Facebook have like zoomed in pictures and in highlighting things. There's some interesting <laughs> things that they point out, like you know Mothra, like the 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 people like worshiping Mothra, like in the I saw it, but can you can you can you uh, refresh my memory? What, what where were the hieroglyphics again? It's the it was like scene. It, okay, yeah, yeah, it's the end credit scene uh, that they they have like Brie Larson and room uh, monarch does and then they say you know i don't know why they're talking to them necessarily it's just I, that was like, kind of like i was like why the fuck are you talking to these two they're if anything they're <laughs> not gonna say anything it doesn't matter they're gonna get like 30 40 years from now nobody's gonna remember 
they're probably gonna yeah, be, dead. Gonna be so like, like dead. Right. So I was like, I don't know why they even why it even matters to like talk to them. But anyway, um, they show <laughs> these these hieroglyphics they found in, in these caves, um, and they show you know what is perceived to be a, a general etching of a moth, like Mothra, and they you see like these little like stick people kind of like worshiping, like praying, sort of like in the in the bottom half. Um, and then you have Rodan, they show it's like a little ter like a pterodactyl sort of a etching. And then you see Godzilla and then you see King Ghidorah was like this the three heads, kind of the three mm -hmm. necks jutting out. And then you see the this the big reveal, which is King Ghidorah and an etching of King Ghidorah fighting Godzilla, like standoff. Cool. And you see like fire and brimstone and then there's like all these skulls, like these these like faces with like skulls like crossed out, um, and like people dead and like so there was a, like this. It was assuming that there was this huge battle, this huge like fight, and it was like a pot. It was like the apocalypse, you know. Maybe that, that like why? How did the Mayans disappear? Well, you know, these monsters like wiped them off the face of the earth and and, and didn't do battle or something. I don't know. It's it, it, it's going to be interesting where they put it because I was always interested in their mythology where they where they've put these monsters in in their own mythology, um, being Earth of Earth, you know. I think the fact that King Ghidorah in the Japanese version was initially inherently a Japanese, somewhat of a Chinese, it, it had kind of a Chinese design in, in terms of the heads. And the original uh, colors for King Ghidorah were, were to be rainbow. And they even had a suit that was all rainbow colored. And they had, they had uh, decided to make King Ghidorah full on gold because at, in, in the mid sixties, they were having issues with China um, and you know, the Chinese dragon being gold and they wanted to like kind of reference that and, and, and like the pop culture time. So I'm interested to see the movie is going to, the second movie is going to take place, uh, somewhat in China. They're, they've already said they're going to shoot in China and they're going to, some of it's going to take place there. So I'm, I'm curious to see if King Ghidorah is going to make an appearance or if they're going to make King Ghidorah of Chinese, um, origin, you know, like a ancient Chinese god or 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 a demon or something, you know. It just I'm I'm excited to see where they're gonna go with it, or looking forward rather to where they're gonna go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just rambled for. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it, was, it got me to want to <laughs> dive into more of the like Godzilla stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like I had my friend at work. I was telling him about it, and he was like getting interested. And I was like, "You just Wikipedia it, you know, and you know, Wikipedia the monsters, and you'll kind of like get a little sense of more sci-fi, you know." So it'll be interesting to see them go in this more grounded uh, universe that they're setting up. Uh, are you are you excited for the uh, Godzilla anime uh, Netflix? Oh hell yeah! Which, which yeah, is supposed I've, to be I've super always, futuristic, I guess. I've always wanted to see Godzilla present, and I I always had this uh, this conversation with people in the past. I was like, man, I cannot believe one of the one of the like stars in movie history, you know, in in pop culture, Godzilla, and the, one of the biggest stars in Japan, you know, does not have his own anime. And I get it because it was the whole tokusatsu thing. Like they pride themselves. That's their, that's their genre. They created it. Mm -hmm. You know, the live action special effects with the suits and all that. They did that. That was their thing. And, uh, you know, 
that's why they always wanted to keep Godzilla in the tokusatsu realm, in the live-action special effects realm. So to put him in this kind of uh, in this universe, this this new anime universe, it's very exciting because you could really go anywhere with it. You could be limitless. You're not bound to like a big giant rubber suit, you know, like a big latex suit that has limited mobility. You can and, and like worried about how much money you can put into the the effects uh, with the live action stage with the you know buildings and all that. Um, you can go and you can do anything. You're yeah. like limitless. So I, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I heard it's going to be a trilogy. So oh, I didn't know exciting. that. Yeah, I figured I, I, I would ask you what you. I figured I would ask you about it, and then you would just you would just talk about it, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting all my info I need. I don't have to read it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, I you guys are familiar with anime. Uh, Jen Urabachi, uh, who did um, he wrote, uh, Nice Sidonia. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Heard of he, it. He is. It, it, it. The first season's really good. I haven't watched the second yet, but I really like the first season. Uh, he also did Detective Conan, which I I haven't really heard of, but I heard it's really good. Um, That's pretty popular. Yeah, exactly. I know about it's, it. it's very popular. Um, he, he's a renowned like anime like writer creator. He's right. He wrote this. Uh, he's writing this story. So that's encouraging. And, and Polygon Pictures, which also did the nice, nicest Sidonia animation, they did Ajin. Um, hmm. uh, I don't know if I said that right. I probably butchered it. But um, they also Ajin. did Blame. Yeah, you're fine. Ajin, yeah. They did Blame. Um, hmm. They're doing this. And they also did the Clone Wait, Wars. Wait, was there a Blame animation? Yes. The I fucking so. dark sci-fi shit? I think so, yeah. I, I remember someone posted a video of a more recent uh, trailer up for it. And said, "This is more along the lines of what the animation is going to be." And I guess that was Polygon Pictures. That was That's a really cool manga. That yeah, I've read that before. There's like that'll go like pages and pages with no dialogue. Yeah, yeah it's it's insane. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, and it's like it's like super detailed. It's I mean, it's it's anime style, of course, but it's like super detailed, dark yeah. as fucking. Maddie and Stefan, you need to fucking read this shit. It's called Blame. If you haven't yet, yeah, Blame. All right. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. I was looking at something and it showed up. I mean, I was scrolling. Maybe it's on Netflix or something. I don't Maybe. know. I'll look for it. It, it might be. It, I, it might or be Hulu. recently because they've been adding a lot of stuff. Maybe I, I just saw that who I just saw that Hulu added the first episode of season two of Attack on Titan. I was like, no, what I'm watching tonight. I was like, I was like, when did that happen? I was like, I was like floored. My friend was like, oh, Attack on Titan season two. I was like, what? I knew it was coming out soon, but like time just kind of flies, you know. You know, think about it. I've been waiting for that show forever. Yeah, yeah, same here. I never got my Kong thing in, but I'll be quick. Oh, Uh, sorry. Yes. No, it's all good. Uh, I just, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I pretty much liked it. I mean, I went in with kind of low expectations. You know, I've never been a huge, huge Kong fan either. I like Godzilla more ultimately as well. Hell yeah. Um, I, I. I, I like it being in, in the island. I like I liked all the creatures. I actually like the skull creature design for the most part. I think something something kind of interesting about two legs, just two legs, and they're just dragging a snake body around. Something about that is interesting to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of stupid, but it's just a fun <laughs> Hollywood movie. And I I I just like I like Tom Hiddleston. I think he's cool. John Goodman's good, even though his character's kind of like you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, good presence. Uh, what else? Uh, the cinematography I thought was really the star of the show. It, it was just shot so yeah. awesome. I like Kong in front of that fucking um, 
sunset and i like the gas mask scene a lot i just i told them earlier yeah. but it's like I, i'm usually not sold on a movie solely based on cinematography but man this this might be a case where that where where that is the case you know it's just i thought it was so so cool um i mean yeah it's a very stupid movie john c Riley's great uh i like the that kong i liked it more than godzilla in 2014 actually um it's definitely not as good as shin godzilla but uh, no, yeah, that's like a, such a fucking awesome movie. I've been waiting. Yeah, wait. Ocean likes to drag things out. You know, they like to. I, it probably won't come out on Blu-ray in America until like the fall or like I just summer. Like, put put it on PSN. I'll like pay seven dollars to watch it right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, me too. It was I'm not a so, digital guy. So I don't awesome. download digital stuff, but I would. Oh yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I I you you're you're gonna you're gonna like it a lot. I think. That's pretty much much all I gotta say about that. I I mean, Sam Jackson, he's like, he's whatever, he's the villain character, but (laughs) pretty much I I just kind of got, I pretty much got my money's worth, I think. I don't think it was incredible, but it was definitely pretty, pretty good. I am upset about one thing, though, with Kong. And I am upset because I didn't know much about the skull or crawlers, whatever they're called. I didn't know much about them. All I'd seen was little things in the trailer. And I had this, like, this theory is, you know, how fan theories go, like, you know, fans get excited. And I was, I had this theory that I was sticking to for so long is that the skull crawlers or skull crushers were the preempt to Rodan. And they were going to, that's how they were going to tie that in because they had kind of like the beak. And I was like, maybe they're like the precursor. Like they don't develop the wings yet, but they have, but I didn't see that they didn't have any legs, but like, I thought that there was going to, because there's a, there's a toy that came out with the Kong line that I saw, like that had, um, one one of the skull crawlers had wings and i was like oh maybe they're okay maybe this is like the rodan uh tie-in and i was kind of like hoping that would come true and then i saw the movie and i was like yep yeah, not a, any idea that wasn't even close <laughs> to what i was, what I was <laughs> right. thinking but that was more of like, i just think like they made it like uh, a super clean thing. version like they wanted to make a new hollywood classic when they made peter jackson's king kong which is fine Maybe that is a better movie. Yeah. I don't know, but there's something more comic booky about this one that I really enjoyed. Well, because it I'll stands say, on its own, right? It sounds like a reboot of yeah. like a cut, like a, like its own. If this this does seem like it was a comic. Right? I mean, the, the like characters in front of that big, like, oh. there was like like a lot of the shots seemed like comic book panels. There was like a character standing in front of a huge like, yeah, what was that? Like a big motor or something, some sort of metallic thing, and. That shot was yeah. awesome as well. I guess I'm hitting back at the cinematography, but it was just no, you're right. very much like a comic book. Yeah. I will say that I do like the, the fact that they didn't rehash, like we are not seeing the Kong, the King Kong story anymore. Right. Like, this right. is Kong skull Island. It's different. And I really like that. Cause like for me, the Peter Jackson version falls apart when they get to, uh, when they get to New York, I just didn't care I about it. It was I like, agree. Oh my God, really? Because, like, all the stuff on that island was so cool. Like, I just want to stay there. And I did yeah. like that they were just like, you know what? Fuck all that. Like, different characters. Let's just go to the island. Let's just hang out with Kong. Let's, like, let's forget that. It's been done. And that's what I liked about it. It's, like, kind of the, uh, what I was, guess what I was saying with, like, someone just taking that leap with a film and just being like, you know what? It's been done. Let's just move on. People have yeah. that old version. It's been done several times. You can watch multiple versions of it. And it kind of reminded me of, like, turning on sci-fi channel and just watching some of the old Godzilla and King Kong movies where they just like, they're just like, yeah, 
this is Kong. This is what he's doing. He's hanging out with his son. <laughs> Whatever, you know. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. this weird exactly. little movie that like exists. Like, and uh, I always like uh, stand up for Alien Resurrection because I know a lot of people hate it, but Kong is kind of like in that wheelhouse of what if, like, if Kong Skull Island was a comic book, man, people would be losing their shit. I probably would be losing my shit over it. I'm like, this is a great comic book, you know. Um, but I like like little like I know this is a bigger picture kind of thing, but I like little movies that don't necessarily go with the context of like what came before it, but are kind of in their own right. universe, but feature things from a different universe. And that's why like I kind of stand behind like Alien Resurrection of a cool movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Somebody moving some right stuff on, around. Man. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm just excited to see where it all goes. And maybe in a full context of like watching Godzilla, then Kong Skull Island, then uh, Godzilla 2, and then uh, Godzilla versus Kong or whatever, I'm, maybe I'll enjoy it more because I'm like, oh, it led up to this. And then they reference this thing from Skull Island. And, you know, so it could be one of those yeah. things where it's just like once it's all said and done and the universe is like coming to an end, or I, I assume the big clash will be the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where much they would go after that. You know, you have a universe based around Godzilla that it, even in even in Japanese films, I mean, I guess if they wanted to try and attempt to do like a solo Mothra, like, you know how uh, Japan, oh, yeah. they set up their, their universe before they even knew they were doing a universe. They had, yeah. you know, once they did Godzilla, then they started doing all these sci-fi films, and they were like, okay, they got this Mothra movie, and then Rodan, and the Mysterians. They were doing all these sci-fi monster movies, and then they eventually brought them into the Godzilla universe, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, it's interesting. Like, where, would they do that? Would they go reverse and maybe do, like, a Mothra? Would anyone care, right? Like, that would be the main thing. Would it draw revenue? if they did a, 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 a solo Mothra or solo Rodan, you know, the fans like to speculate, but I don't personally see a market in doing that unless you have your star. Wait, say it again. Yeah. Unless you have what now? Our player star. Godzilla, right? Because Godzilla is your main focal point when he's your main moneymaker. Like he, people hear Godzilla and they go, I'm in, you know, yeah. mostly um, they're not going to say, you're like Mothra. Who's that? Rodan. Who's Rodan? Like they don't know. They don't have any context, like who they are unless they're, uh, you know, in with Godzilla and you can have that correlation. Oh, they're just giant monsters in this in around Godzilla. Yeah. So Jonathan, this is what I want to happen yes. in Godzilla versus Kong. I want them to fight and you have the big knockdown drag out fight. And they're like, oh man, we're we're equals. We can't beat each other. We're so, <laughs> so good. And then something something more powerful comes along and they have to team up and it becomes a buddy cop movie with Godzilla and Kong fighting <laughs> this huge fucking creature that's what that's i want to happen dude i want that you know to happen what? so bad i don't want it to be just like one of them I... beats one of them or they just like fight and then, and leave. then they thumbs right. up at the end yeah dude yeah, high yeah. five <laughs> okay fist bump it shit man <laughs> do an explosion after no, dude, the fist bump. Told... they stomp so dude, hard I... it's gets it the seems earth like off it... of the fucking uh <laughs> orbit and then everybody starts to freeze to death and then they have to figure out that they got to stomp in another direction, or I don't know. It would be <laughs> from, from what I saw, Andrew, you're getting a little crazy. Calm down, <laughs> Jonathan. Thoughts? What do you want from a Godzilla versus Kong? Okay, so my theory, and this is another theory I'm throwing out there. I really hope it's true because I, I just want it to happen. I said there's no other way that you can make King Kong Godzilla 
battle they're too likable both of them to be like they're gonna be face off against each other and one of them is gonna win now none of them are gonna win they're gonna like you said they're gonna i feel like i want them to fight right i want them to get their their brawl in and then but before they get their before they finish their battle something else bigger comes along more threatening that they say to themselves okay we gotta take this thing out because it's threatening us together we can't beat it by ourselves we gotta team up i feel like their destroy all monsters moment will be Kong versus Godzilla, where you have King Ghidorah facing off against Kong and Godzilla. Oh man. Whew. The three heads, Chill. can you imagine like Godzilla like grabbing one of the necks, the other oh. neck firing backwards at Kong while he's like crawling up it and like like grabbing another one and like slamming it down? Like that would be incredible. Oh, It'd be dude, basically yeah. like three on two. Like it would do you I would love that. What's the I I feel like I heard the rumor that like Mothra is gonna be in Godzilla two and maybe Rodan, but yeah, I, like, they have the rights to all three of them definitely, so they're gonna be utilized at some point. But as to when, anyone's guess. I'm I'm assuming Mothra and Rodan will be the sequel, and maybe King Ghidorah will make an appearance. But I don't see King I, I don't see King Ghidorah me making an appearance until the finale film. Like King Ghidorah yeah. is too powerful and too polarizing. Uh, like Godzilla's most Godzilla's uh is king Ghidorah has always been you know so like you can't you have to save that for the for the big bang you can't just have them you can't have king Ghidorah. you can't blow your load so to speak in the second movie right you have to well i mean yeah uh, i think you gotta do some that analogy but you know (laughs) yeah i feel like you gotta you gotta do a fan favor here now with the sequel because like you had the first one with the made-up creatures that haven't been seen before Right. So now it's like you have to have Mothra. You have to have you have to have one of those like uh, other iconic like monsters for him to fight in the next one. One hundred percent. So you know, I yeah, guess I just, who's to say? Who's to say? Because they they did say that they got the rights to those three monsters for future movies, but they could also, depending on how it goes, they could also get the rights to another one. So who knows? I I, I think. The fact that they're starting the film and that the rumor is, or the news is, is that they're filming Godzilla two. They're going to start doing principal photography, uh, into the fall, mm-hmm. like in Atlanta and then parts in China or whatever. I feel like they're going to take their time with this one because it's coming out in two thousand nineteen. So, I mean, yeah. you got another like almost two years before it comes out. So I feel like this one's going to be very monster heavy, and that therefore, you know, that that's going to take some time to hash out. Yeah, I mean, that's all I say. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, I feel like Godzilla 1 is like alien, you know? So yeah. Godzilla 2 has to be aliens, you know? Like, we need, oh, 100%. We need, like, we need destruction. I need to see, you know? It's oh, a yeah. good comparison. So, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a great comparison. I like that analogy. Do you think uh, Mecha Godzilla is going to be in the anime since it's like more future based? Uh, maybe like, I don't do know. Well, the basic story is I don't know if you guys read about the the like the plot that came out that they released like on a press release what the plot is. Uh, basically, Godzilla. In short, Godzilla has and and the monsters have taken over Earth, and it's human oh, cool. beings that have to come back to Earth to regain control of Earth because they've been driven off by these giant monsters. And they want to come back and take it back for themselves. So they come back to an Earth that is million, that is thousands of years in within evolution with these giant monsters. 
So it's a completely new earth that they, it's an alien earth that they, they, uh, they come back to and Godzilla, where Godzilla is the king. So you'll probably see Iris, you know, the, uh, the Ankylosaurus type yeah. kaiju. You'll probably see like a Rodan. You'll probably see you, they might even throw in some of the lesser known kaijus that didn't like don't get enough love like baragon or varan you know it, I, I feel like it's a free-for-all they could add anybody maybe, maybe i i'd say maybe mechagodzilla because but i feel like mechagodzilla has been done so many times yeah that they may stay away from mechagodzilla even though i would like to see them their take on it but like the fact that they're coming back to earth i don't think uh maybe they would do that who knows i mean it sounds like a great recipe right you know yeah. you'd create something that could ultimately defeat it that's its size yeah but uh, I'm not sure how they're gonna. I, I would like to see a plethora of new and old, but mostly old because I just love seeing uh, nostalgia. I love seeing things reinvented. So especially in the anime world, I want to see these monsters recreated in in, in like in uh, like hand drawn. Yeah. Because we always see the great fan fiction, the, the, the great fan art, right? You got your Matt Franks and all these guys who can who have these the deviant art pages. You're like, oh damn, I love these. <laughs> these people have great ideas of what these creatures would look like in an animated form but to see it would be i'm excited yeah i was excited. i was even surprised that they were gonna like netflix was doing it and i feel like it was yeah, that dude. and then like castlevania were like the two like what the fuck like oh, can those come out soon and like yep. wait what <laughs> like yep. i don't know netflix crushing castlevania. It like, and then you have yeah. and then you have this power ranger series they want to dislike this uh this animated like dark power ranger series just like the castlevania one they want to do i wish it was going to be yeah, live action to be honest with you but i, yeah, I mean I, I, so I would, well, power be, rangers, yes definitely it'll be cool if it's uh <laughs> animated of course but to see a live action r-rated <laughs> you know sentai oh, thing that'd be so amazing i think it'd be a treat yeah. I mean, can you imagine like them, they're fighting monsters like the same type of monsters, maybe better costumes, but they're just cutting off limbs and stuff. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be it'd be cool. Fantastic. I cool. watched an episode from uh, Oh, whatever it came out on Netflix. Have you guys seen that? Which one? Animated Gantz O, Gantz no. Zero, or whatever. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It, there's like a giant. Uh, I've heard there's like a giant thing in that. Like a giant creature, giant something, and that I don't know. That's what that I movie I'm is. Not sure, but like, uh, that movie is super violent. Yeah, yeah. There's I've a, heard like if that's there's where a boot they could go with it. Yeah, they, they, could, they could, what? <laughs> yeah, there's oh, just okay. a monster that's made full of breasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's like kind of like that's my that, thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's based off a of, uh, manga. Just an anime. Gans yeah. is oh, like this, like super super hard like NC seventeen like. It's like got rape in it, and it's just like super brutal. Yeah, and I like heavy. I tried to watch some of the anime, and it's like I was like, "Fuck, this is like pushing and like my comfortable zone." Damn, because like, it's like super yeah. like language is just like, but like the story of Gantz is like these people die, and then they get put in this game, and then they can they can basically get themselves back, and they can win things in this black orb, like says what you have to do and then there's these rules you have to follow and then like you have to get so many points once you get these points you like go back to living or if people have died that you like connected with in this game but it's like all these like i guess it's some kind of like they do play up like the uh, mythology in japan like creatures just exist and they have they to do, take yeah. care of them and mm -hmm. um it's just like it's it's on like gantz zero is just i feel like it's like the cliff notes of the gantz series like it gives you everything you need to know about it 
and gives you cool creatures to look at and just kind of wraps up like this character story. You know. All right. I'm going to add this to, to my list. But um yeah, it, it it's a little less brutal than like when I was trying to watch like the uncut anime or whatever like that we got in uh cuz I was like I was on the hunt for something like I I don't feel like there's like a lot of horror anime like weird fucked up horror anime so I was like trying to like find that. Um dude, that should exist, man. For oh, sure. I mean but like not in America so much like oh yeah 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 I haven't seen a lot of it but we do get like the manga and stuff like I've read like Uzumaki and uh I haven't read the Tomei series um but I know some of those have been made into like live action like Spiral's been made into a live action movie but uh some of that shit's so fucked up and so weird and creepy but that that's how I got into yeah. like a little bit of Gantz and then I watched that on Netflix because I was like oh cool I'll see what this is all about like what they're trying to do with it but I agree. The yeah, if they did a Power Rangers show like that, that would be kind of cool because it's almost that weird kind of like CG balance of like it could be real, but it's not. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. They need to start doing that more. I feel like that that technology is so is 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 really well utilized in in animated form. But like it's kind of like the Final Fantasy movies, you know? Yeah. Like that. I need. To, I want to see more of that style. Yeah. That'd I mean, taken. That'd be amazing. I, I, you know, you know, revisiting Power Ranger stuff as an adult recently. <clears throat> one thing I noticed when they get into like the Zords and the Megazords, that's fucking kaiju. Like all this shit connects. Yeah. Well, yeah. All, I mean, the the, the, like the Sentai stuff. Yeah. The Sentai. I mean, really, it's funny. If you really go back in history of Sentai, you get into Spider Man, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was really the first uh, show, ironically. The live, the first Toku show or Tokusatsu show to have a giant like Zord like you know transforming. Uh, I mean, they had done it in Voltron, you know, before or like Mazinger, they, they, they right? had done like animated form, Finger Z and all that. But um, in terms of the live action stuff, like Spider Man started the that train that led to Sentai. It like That's it like started. It, and it and it was freaking Spider Man, the Japanese Spider Man, who had his own mech, you know, because they were like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, what could, what, how could we make this more Japanese? Oh well, he'll 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 transform into this giant mech that he can fight with. Yeah. Like he'll fight giant monsters with, and you know that's kind of like paved the way for what became Sentai. That's interesting. In a way, you can watch that stuff. It's really fun. I don't, I'm, I'm sure you've seen clips of it, but it's 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 bizarre. Dude, I've been trying um, to find. I would watch stuff. every single one of those episodes if I could find it. I can't find it on find YouTube rips. somewhere. Either that or like Vimeo or some some like you know Daily Motion or some shit. Yeah, definitely. Which one is your favorite? Switching topics real quick. We can go back, but what what's the best Mecha Godzilla movie? In your opinion? Hmm. Well, you know, I really like uh, Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla. Okay. Uh, which is which was two thousand two. Shit, that's recent. Um, that's recent. Yes, and and only because they they had taken only because of the origins of Mechagodzilla. Usually, you know, in in nineteen seventy four when Mechagodzilla was first introduced, it was because of if of it it was it was an anniversary film. Okay. It was their first anniversary for Godzilla, and so they said, or actually no, I'm sorry, it was the second anniversary, and so they said, you know, we're gonna make this into uh who could have Godzilla fight? Let's have him fight a special monster. And this will hopefully get the people back into it in the seventies. Cause they were suffering Mega Godzilla from an, an alien race, you know, makes this replica of Godzilla 
that's mechanized that fights Godzilla. And so then you have Terror Megazilla, which is the sequel to that. That one was pretty good. So things are kind of goofy and wonky and very comic book style, and they're out there. Um, but then in 93, <laughs> Mechagodzilla was first introduced as like the uh, Japanese Defense Force. They had created Mechagodzilla to fight Godzilla. It was like mm-hmm. the first time Mechagodzilla was like a good character, like a, not a bad guy, not, a, not an enemy. Okay. And, you know, you're, you're split on the fans with this, like whether he's an enemy or not, because it's like Godzilla, people love Godzilla so much. It's like he's not like the bad guy necessarily, but who do you, who is the bad guy, right? It's like never really clear. Um, you just, it's just fun, entertaining. We love seeing this. We just love watching giant monsters fight each other. Uh, so yeah, got Mechagodzilla 2002 because they had taken the skeleton from the original Godzilla and they had infused it into the skeleton of the Mechagodzilla into the infrastructure. So it had <laughs> like, it, 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 they did this crazy thing where it becomes sentient at one point and like goes on its own tear and like destroys Tokyo, like this, uh, parts of Tokyo. Um, and it, it, it goes like crazy. Uh, and they have to like get it back under control and like rewire it. And the, the pilot that pilots it in the movie has an interesting story of like revenge against Godzilla from when she was a child. It's 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 more of a cohesive like telling of of the thing, as opposed to la- other versions who were just strictly like he's an enemy fighting Godzilla. He's just a you know he's just fodder for Godzilla, and then ends force mechanism for Godzilla. It had more of like a a purpose, you know. Have you seen the one that where looks like I'm looking online right now? Ultraman is shaking hands with Godzilla, dude. <laughs> It's oh, that is it's funny. It's it's actually that's I believe that is zone what is called zone fighter. Okay. Is which was Toho's answer to Ultraman back in the seventies and the sixties. Well, back in the sixties, Ultraman, who was created by uh, Eiji Tsuburaya, who was the special effects mastermind behind Godzilla and the original Godzilla films when they right. started out, he was like part of the main like. Yoshiro Honda, Iji Tsuburaya, Tomiyuka Tanaka, and Akira Fukube. That was like, those were the grandfathers of Godzilla or the fathers of Godzilla. And then you have, he split off into his own entertainment company and started focusing on television and created Ultraman, who would fight, um, you know, um, a kaiju every week on, right. on the show. So that actually, that's what paved the way for television to become more popular in Japan. And then you, then you saw all these shows starting up, like the Ultramans and then all these others. Toho needed an answer. They wanted their answer to Ultraman, so they created Zone Fighter as their, and they created Zone Fighter in the Godzilla universe because it was a Toho property. So there's okay, a couple gotcha. episodes where Godzilla and Zone Fighter team up, and they fight against kaiju's like Gigan and other like other <laughs> famous ones. No, yeah, um, I see Dora, the They fight a couple times. It's interesting, although the, the, the suits were so badly like worn at that by that time, like they were kind of like. They weren't utilized very heavily. They couldn't do much with them. Um, it's funny. I always joke with people because Gigan is one of my favorite kaijus of all of all the Godzilla kaijus, just because I love his look. He's so bizarre. Um, he's the one with the sickles, you know, and like the chicken oh, yeah. kind of like cyborg look. <laughs> oh my um, god! I'm looking now. This is crazy. Right? You know, it, it, like Gigan <laughs> is always my favorite, but I was always bothered by the fact that Gigan was never defeated by Godzilla inherently. He would always retreat at the end of the movies he was in, like in Godzilla versus Gigan. He 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 runs away at the end, but he's about to be defeated. He runs away. He, he escapes into space, 
And then in, in the next film, when he's in it's Godzilla versus Megalon, he teams up with Megalon against Godzilla in Jet Jaguar, which is this other giant robot. And he uh, he runs away again. He's just like, just says, see you later. And so in Zone Fighter, this takes place after those, they put it in that universe. So Zone Fighter actually defeats Gigan and kills him in that in the show. So Gigan's like dead. I'm like, what the? I'm like, Zone Fighter beat Gigan? I was like, no way. No. <laughs> Zone Fighter's a cool name. No, Zone Fighter is a cool name. Zone Fighter is kind of interesting. I, I, would, I really wish they would, some company would find Zone Fighter and release it in the U.S., give it a proper release because it's so like mysterious and like nobody knows about it. But it's got this like mystique of being like the Toho Ultraman and like being within the Godzilla universe. And it's it's hmm. it, it, the production value is a lot worse than Ultraman. Um, oh, I will wow. I will say that. Well, he's but, shaking hands with Godzilla, like, so that's just cool. hilarious looking. Oh no, it's so it's so funny. It, yeah, it's 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 definitely worth a, a good laugh. But um, yeah, well, it's funny you brought that up because there I went on another tangent. I just love this stuff. No problem. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I love listening to your Godzilla knowledge. It's amazing. And yeah, you know just, a shitload about it. <laughs> it, it makes me uh i just like i just got on psn to see like what godzilla films were on there just to see if like i could rent one tonight because <laughs> i was like man i, I need it now i'm like <laughs> oh my god i'm itching i need some godzilla in my life oh man it just any one of them just it's just fun to turn i just love going into that universe because i like to just it reminds me number one of like it's so nostalgic for me but also it puts you in another world. Like all their films, like don't take place in reality. They always take place like in the future, or, like in this alternate. And it's always like the the world is like working together, and it's 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 just like it's it's not dark. It's happy. It's like, and they're colorful and vibrant, and it's just yeah. The, the sets are really cool because it just brings you back to that that wonder of being a kid and just watching this stuff. It's I eat it up. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we're bought... nearing the end. Oh, no, sorry. No, it's fine. I almost bought the game. They had to sell for it. And I remember well, you were like, hey, it's kind of fun. I remember you saying it's kind of yeah, fun if you like, of... just enjoy Godzilla. And I was like, I'm not looking to spend a lot of money on this. But I think it was like 20-something. I was like, that still seems like a lot. Well, if it goes, but... to, I mean, I, on Thanksgiving, I, I was going to get it. Cause I, I was going to rebuy it because I, I bought it at a full price and it's not worth, it's not worth, I, I, I like the game a lot, but for the general, like gaming audience who would like be interested in playing it, it's not a $60 game at all. It's like a $10 game. Yeah. No, that's I what I was going like, to spend on like Thanksgiving or something. You know, like, they had this deal it was like 10 or 12 bucks and I was going to do it. And then it went back up to like 20 or something. I was like, oh man, sure. I I'll just checked it. on it. It's like sixty dollars on PSN. Yeah, like, PSN. You know, they always like PSN. Always likes to. I don't think they do like sales. Like if you go to GameStop, you can get it for like twelve bucks or something used. Yeah, um, I might do that tomorrow. It's a fun game, but it's like the mechanics of it are, are a little wonky and could be frustrating to the normal person who would the normal gamer who would like want to play a fighting game with these like monsters. It's a little. It's very slow and. uh Oh, that's the fine. I'm not a little clunky. I'm not a huge like versus like uh, fighting game guy, and I also like some of some of my favorite games are like 
games that like people were like you played that and i'm like yeah it was fun it was awesome I oh yo I, I think you would enjoy it really all you do is you're godzilla and you you stomp you lumber around the city you have to destroy as much as the city as you can and if in the there's like a, a percentage of the city that you destroy before a giant monster or some or like a kaiju comes and, and attacks you and it's always one of the famous kaijus so like they have some of the music and it's very they do a good job of paying homage to it. It's they always said they always coined it as being the game for a true like Godzilla or Tokusatsu fan. So like cool. it, it's just yeah, fun I, to play as as Godzilla. Or, like you can play as any of the other creatures too. So it's 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 fun. In oh, that that's regard. cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember you talking about it, and it seemed to like hit all the notes that like sometimes I'll just go like out of the the good game wheelhouse just to see what's like out there that could be fun, but like got bad reviews because it's not a top tier. Right call of duty kind of big budget game like it's i was like talking to a friend the other day it, and they're kind of known for um not top tier titles but like kind of like second tier if, if you're like yeah. talking if you're like reading game reviews you know they, they would say it's like their demand on amco kind of hits a second tier level in a way <laughs> i got earth defense four that shit's definitely <laughs> like you love you love yeah, it. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> simple and stupid and awesome. You're just fucking shooting bugs. Yeah. Is, you know you what I'm talking about? Like destroy all humans. Yeah. Yeah. Humans, like, you're, I love you're games small. like that. Yeah, I do too. Like they, but they also like are they kind of put you in like a genre. So it doesn't it like have like this 50s vibe or something? It, it, it kind of. I think it's kind of trying oh, to draw from them. Uh, and and the. It's 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 almost nostalgic in the way that it's 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 a Japanese game that's just barely translated well. Like it's it's trans <laughs> like there's no English in it, but it's it's just like man, you can really tell the Japanese influence in this game, dude. And that's all we played Definitely. in the '90s for the most part. So even that is just kind of like yeah, it's nostalgic in that in that in that sense. But when you're you're got like infinite rockets and you can blow up <laughs> buildings and shit too. That the that the <laughs> you just go nuts with the destruction, man. That's the those are the best games though. You can just turn it off and just go like just ape shit. It's yeah. I, I think it's great. I got it for like seventeen bucks, and it's just it's just been a pretty cool buy because the other the other game I've been playing is Metal Gear, and that's just so kind of mentally intensive. I mean, you're literally managing yeah. stuff in that. Oh yeah, you know it's nuts. Well, I've been on. I don't know how you guys feel about it. But I've been on, um, I've been heavily on Mass Effect recently. I've heard that's great. I've been playing that, I've been playing that nonstop. Is it? Uh, is it good? A friend of mine was week. telling me, or that he was saying not to. He wasn't digging it. Well, I mean, I, this is another thing where I feel like it comes down to pers- your personal taste, like yeah. whether you, because I, I, he, like your friend, is yeah. probably a, a huge Mass Effect fan, right? Huge. I am, but he's also and, not playing it. He was just telling me about reviews oh, okay. he read, being a huge <laughs> fan, and I was like, well, oh, okay. he's a, he's a huge fan, so he was like reading a bunch of stuff. So he hasn't, he doesn't, hasn't had the game yet, but. Um, I would tell I would I would say like if you're a fan you have to play the game just to just just yeah. to experience it because I for one am loving the hell out of it and I am cool. one of the stars fans I've ever talked to like I I eat this universe up I got into cool. this genre of RPGs because of Mass Effect was my first real big like RPG type game and I never really got into those games in the past yeah. and they opened my world sort of and and uh, I feel like the game, yeah, it's not like G, but 
nothing ever will be yeah. but it's oh, wow. definitely it, it's it stands alone in its own way and it's like it's definitely a mass effect game and i love it for that cool yeah i played yeah, the first I, I played the first one and i got to like the first real boss and i was like this happens to me with every rpg i get to the first real boss and i'm like all right we've spent all this time preparing and collecting things and making decisions and yeah, then yeah. they whoop my ass in no time flat and i'm just like i'm just like <laughs> yeah. all right all right uh i'm not doing this <laughs> but I, I i'd like to it's good to know that that from like a, a staunch mass effect fan like you said um that you that, that it's good um i, I want to get back on the trilogy again i gotta get them back i was really liking what i got but i you know it's like it's kind of oh, like skyrim so like good. your first few rounds you're gonna make some terrible terrible decisions and badly manage yeah. things but you get better at it as you do it more so well I, I was looking forward to this one and i was gonna be like oh i'm gonna get it on the ps4 it'll be cool i'll get back into it maybe play the don't be intimidated ones, but... by the by yeah. the series because i will say this it gets less and less rpg like over the course of the trilogy yeah it gets more into um it kind of becomes a hybrid right yeah it becomes this action third person rpg that's um it kind of has its own like i like that whole, yeah. like it but, it but it's got a good mix it's it's not like you don't have to you don't feel like you have to do everything yeah but if you do it's like beneficial it's like you're not beholden like the first game really treats it as like an rpg like you have to build up and all this craft and blah blah but the second game it's like it, it becomes more of like a like a uh a hybrid and it, it, it moves faster the second game is definitely my favorite of all time i think i feel like the, still the second game is my favorite just based on the characters and the story and the gameplay um I've heard it's but easy yeah, to, like get the... to, to kind of start this one. I Mike, I have a coworker that said that you don't really need to know the other ones to play this one. You you don't. Um, as like a person who's like I'm I'm like sort of a completionist, so I would I would recommend that you at least get familiar with the with the universe because they do reference things that happen in the first game a little bit because the, the this new Andromeda game they set off for their journey to Andromeda at the end of the first game in the timeline and then it's 600 years after that when like the game takes place so like they, they all they know from the from from like the milky way is what happened in that time they don't know everything else that's happened so it's really interesting to, like go through that go through the game and see all these things developing um and then referencing things that like things that you know happen it's really cool awesome well i think i mean are we uh about ready to round it up here. Thanks. So. Yeah. <laughs> you sound tired, Matty. Oh dude, I've like I was in Louisville <laughs> and I drove back and just like got back at like six and then at eight. And then it was like now it's time to do a podcast. And I was like, oh I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> and it was a pretty long one too. Yeah. I, I had I had soda. Soda got me through. But I'm gonna Sorry. crash pretty hard probably after the after this attack on Titan episode. <laughs> Nice. Well, Jonathan, thanks for coming on again, bro. Fucking awesome conversation as usual. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Always happy to be on here. You guys are great. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. And that's, that's been episode 64. Anybody got any closing comments or some shit? <laughs> no, we talk too much. I have nothing to say. I'm not <laughs> I have nothing All to right. say. <laughs> All right, then check you later. <laughs> later. All right. Later, guys. Later. See ya. 
This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm okay. I'll for for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description.